Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Avast ye normies, stop crying those mermaid tears, put away your silver chalices, and get ready to talk the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean film on Stranger Tides, here on Normies Like Us. You lied to me when you told me you were Jack Sparrow. Doesn't ring a bell. I touched your entire noose. Forcing the man to twist his own hanging rope. So the pearl. Any idea how to get her out? We shall need a crossbow, an hourglass, three goats. One of us must learn to play the trumpet whilst the other one goes like this. I know a man with a goat. Good. I can go like this. You heard it up top. Yo, ho, ho. We return once more to the dreaded seas to talk about dreaded pirates because we're doing Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides here on Normies Like Us with your host, uh, Admiral Colin Bosa. Okay, I'll be uh, Mike DeLeon. <laughs> oh. Nice, nice. And this is uh, the fearsome Cobb Beard. <laughs> yeah. Arg. Like your magic sword. Cups. Yep, yep. Number four. Wow. I was just thinking, um, coming up to this, we've done Halo, Madam Web, and now Pirates 4. It's quite the stretch. Really, uh, <laughs> really good run here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, yeah. You know, we're running into some choppy waters. Yeah, yeah. Say. Hopefully that, uh, that streak will be broken next week. So stay tuned, Normies. Mm-hmm. And we'll stay get tuned. A good we'll tell you that at the end about. of the episode. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're here at number four. That means only one to go. But I had never seen this just, you know, to be straight up. Uh, so wow. we'll talk about that when we get into it. But what about you guys? What's your background with this number four movie on Stranger Tides? Yeah, for me, I've definitely seen it before. Um, it's been a while. Um, and I didn't remember most of it, except that it was about the Fountain of Youth and had Penelope Cruz and and blackbeard and all that stuff so i just remember the basic things about it but not any of the plot yeah Mm. but otherwise i'm kind of in the same boat there jacob where watching this it really did feel like a first time viewing i'm very excited to hear your initial reactions mike yeah um i will say i think these came out when we were in college um and yeah. having talked about our whole history of how much those films meant to us and we said last week the the weird ending to what we thought was maybe the last pirates of the caribbean movie at the time mm-hmm. left me as a high schooler feeling extremely melancholy the weird ending of that film uh and i definitely remember seeing this by myself in theaters because i could not generate any interest across the board to anybody else in my life to see this oh wow. sure no yeah, kidding. I definitely did not see it in theaters. Uh, this came out in 2011, by the way. And uh, yeah, I caught it later on streaming. Um, but it's interesting because they do set up this movie at the end of the last movie. Like they set up the Fountain of Youth. Of they kind of put put it into motion. So they already had a general idea of what they wanted to do for a fourth movie, it seemed like. Yeah, but this had been 2007 was at World's End. So it was like four yeah, years four removed. years. Yeah, and it was like only we'll two finally years. give you yeah. that payoff four years later. Yeah, it's kind of showing it's yeah. not uh, it's it's a continuation of the franchise, but it's not directly related to the original trilogy. Right. Fair. Fair. Yes. Fair. And we'll get and, into like uh, the background and who, who's behind this and stuff uh, proper. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just swashbuckling. Anything else we want to do on t- up top? You know, I don't know. No, I will We're say. Here's a big reveal for our Disney mm-hmm. Plus heads because I know that's how we all watched it. Da, yep. da, da, da. 
not a Disney Plus head. I'm holding the DVD DVD. to this film. Now, here's what I wanted to say. Blu-ray. I didn't say no, not (laughs) Blu-ray. Jacob, notably not Blu-ray. Because I went home over the Christmas break. So this would have been prior to our third recording, where I realized my father owns every Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So I was like, I'm taking all these. He's like, yeah, I don't care at all. So I now have all these films. Tell No Tales as well. Debbie and Tell No Tales as well. I wanted to bring that for the last one. I forgot to point it out. But Jacob, the last film, the one we'll be talking about next month, is the only one that is on Blu-ray. So clearly wow. this was at that shifting time of 2011 past where it's like DVDs becoming right. Blu-rays. We were on well, if you remember, it was the then. whole uh, Blu-rays right. versus HD DVDs was the big Can you imagine if I was HD trying to track out an HD DVD <laughs> oh, man, player yeah. right now? <laughs> You need the laser one of that era, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, totally. My Xbox 360, I think, something like that. But wild, yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it makes sense that you had the DVDs though, because we know famously the Kira Knightley Christmas tree. So it's like That's, it's all in the family. It, yeah, what I'm, I'm learning becoming is becoming more entrenched. No, 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 family. <laughs> I think it's a pirate's life for you. Yeah. I refuse. Randy I refuse Brooks all those. Loves yes. the pirates. Right, loves right. the pirates. Wow. Well, we love the pirates. So, how about we just jump into it? We'll talk about, uh, you know, number four on Stranger Tides. You best start believing in podcasts because you're listening to more. We're back here on Normies Like Us. The quartermaster is whipping us hard, so we are about to get to work talking Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. Arg. Indeed, arg. Arg. That's right. Um, Well, so like I mentioned, this movie came out in 2011. Um, Originally, they did want Gore Verbinski to return to direct it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he was busy with Rango, uh, the movie that he made also with Johnny Depp uh, right. voicing a Weird. lizard. It's an animated right? Western uh, about a, a lizard. Yeah. So he was doing like <laughs> post-production on that. So he's like, nah, I'm good. Um, it is the same writers, Ted Elliott and Terry mm-hmm. Rossio, who wrote this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually got the idea for this. Well, I should mention the director that they did end up getting is Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall, uh, who this year or last year did the Little Mermaid live action remake. That's right. So a man second who knows mermaid how to shoot some mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Marshall, primarily known for musicals. Um, mm. He's pretty much only made musicals except for like two of his movies that aren't musicals, including yeah. this one. Uh, but Chicago, uh, then Memoirs of a Geisha, not a musical. He did mm-hmm. Nine, which is a musical based on the Fellini movie Eight and a Half, uh, starring... Daniel Day-Lewis. Then he made this. Then he made Into the Woods, a musical. Then he made Mary Poppins Returns, a musical. And then he made The Little Mermaid, a musical. So I have not seen a lot of Rob Marshall movies, I'm realizing. Because I've seen Chicago, but out of that list, you did Red Jake. Honestly, not a lot. I'm not a musical guy. I like like some musicals. I'm not against musicals as a concept, but I've never seen any of his except for Chicago. So... Yeah, I don't know what that says. I mean, not even nine, and I like Daniel Day Lewis, but uh, not. And really he was in character for the whole making of that movie. 
Yeah, and he was singing like between takes. Stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> How do you stay in method act musical? <laughs> right. But also nine notably starred uh co-starred Penelope Cruz. So uh we'll oh, sure. that as well. But um so Ted Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, as they were writing uh at World's End, they came across this book, uh, and Colin, you mentioned in, in our chat a little bit a novel called On Stranger Tides by Tim Powers that huh. was written in the 1980s, and it's a pirate novel. Um, and this movie is very loosely adapted from that novel, uh, meaning basically that novel has Blackbeard in it and it has the Fountain of Youth in it. Oh, but it other has, than that, it's kind of... It has mermaids and has the idea yeah. to see. The text mm-hmm. I sent y'all, and I think this is maybe one of the most important um, just ways to 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 credit someone ever in film is based on the notion of the writings of terry power <laughs> based yeah. on the notion yeah. based wow. on the vibe yeah it was like yeah. suggested by on stranger tides right but yeah yeah the and the number one thing they did take from it the character of blackbeard in that novel he has and this is fictional obviously but he has has developed voodoo power. He's become a voodoo uh, wizard and can, and the whole idea of him controlling his ship and that kind of thing, that all comes from that novel. Really? Yeah. Wow. That felt like um, bad creative, but anyway, no, that's taken from that novel in his, he has a, he has a crew of zombie crewmen uh, just like in this movie and he can control mm-hmm. his ship, which we'll talk about. I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys know anything about the real historical Blackbeard? I don't know much about Blackbeard. I don't know my pirate lore, really. Well, yeah. Come we watch that show. We watch that HBO show. And then I would Our say the, the little bit that keeps getting stolen for One Piece, like there are multiple characters named oh, Edward sure. Thatch, Edward Teach, Blackbeard, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. different names that he went by, but just so loosely based. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the character of Blackbeard is very interesting, like the real Blackbeard. I mean, not a mm-hmm. lot is known about him. A lot of it is is legend and that kind of thing. He had such a big reputation. Um, but what I, I find question, funny about yeah, is this the first real pirate that we've had in the series? Um, At least as yeah, a main character, so. right? Yeah, yeah. No, Hector Barbosa Day. We all celebrate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think some of the other characters are based on real yeah. pirates, but certain things are changed. Like I think Jack Sparrow and Barbosa have elements from famous pirates. But we're not um, name dropping. No. And Bonnie. I should also mention the novel on Stranger Tides. The protagonist's name is Jack, but otherwise he's a completely different character than Jack oh Sparrow. That's true. They didn't wow. have to change the transcript huh. at all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but the idea of Blackbeard, as mm-hmm. played by Ian McShane in this movie, is interesting because it's actually the historical Blackbeard is very different. Um, first of all, you guys might not know this, but uh, you know, these pi- these famous pirates in the golden age of piracy, they didn't their careers weren't as long as you might've imagined uh, mm. because they had the tendency to die, right? They didn't have a long lifespan. Uh, right. <laughs> and Blackbeard was literally a pirate for a, a grand total of two years. Oh, okay. No yeah. <laughs> well, um, John Steed. I mean, what that show is based on. I mean, I think he yeah. was a pirate for six months, maybe right before yeah, he was executed Steve Bonnet, the gentleman pirate. Steve Bonnet. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. He was a real character. He was a real individual who was a British 
aristocrat who left his wife and kids to to join a life of piracy. Yeah, uh, I love uh, that. Great. And he did he did sail with Blackbeard at one point. The show Our Flag Means Death, which I do like, uh, has this whole gay relationship with them, which is a very interesting angle to go. I don't think that happened in real life. Right. Um, but uh, the other thing about Blackbeard, he we don't know exactly how old he was, but uh, it was believed he was between 35 and 40 years old when he died. So okay. imagine Ian McShane in this 60, however many years old he is, he is in this movie. Um, he did not a lot of time long. out in the sun. It's a hard 40 years, you know, <laughs> that's right. And, yeah. and it's, like Jacob, it's true that he received a prophecy that a man with one leg would kill him. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. In a um, <laughs> and the, the thing about Blackbeard, the real Blackbeard is that he's portrayed in this movie as like just completely evil and, and doing all this bad stuff. Mm-hmm. The real Blackbeard is interesting because he he preferred not to use violence when he didn't have to. He relied on his fearsome appearance and reputation, and he was very shrewd and calculating. But he would try to avoid violence whenever necessary. And I think that's kind of interesting as a it's kind of the, the theatrics that we prescribe to what a pirate is and what they look like, like literally Captain Morgan on a Captain Morgan mm-hmm. bottle, like like. Blackbeard invented all that stuff to fucking terrify you. So yeah. You would be scared enough to put your gun down and then he'd be like, oh, they a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> essentially, if you spotted his ship on the horizon and his flag, you would be so scared that you would surrender immediately. Thus, there would be no need for violence was essentially his reputation. Um, so, so it's interesting just though. how he's portrayed in uh, in media. Right. But the legend, you know, for after so many hundred years, but he did his have reputation a precedes him. That's right. Yeah. So um, our media portrayal is more of what people thought would happen when you encountered him more than who he actually was, right? Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, all these Golden Age pirates, they died pretty young. They didn't, their careers as pirates didn't last long. You can look at any, you know, Anne Bonnie, the famous uh, female pirate. She was a pirate for like a year. Um, it's just crazy. If you look up any of these, most of them did not retire in old age. You know what I mean? No, yeah, print, the legend, fighting print the legend. Or, you know, illness, Hedron. like there's a million ways to die back then, right? Well, you're, you're one boat against the, last... the British Empire being pissed off about messing with their trade. Eventually, I think you'll get got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, interesting. That was interesting. But uh, yeah, On Street of Tides, directed by Rob Marshall, written by Ted Elliott and uh, Terry Rossio. Uh, and obviously, Jack Sparrow came back uh, and Barbosa comes back. Um, and Jack okay. Sparrow, yeah. Pause. Because <laughs> here is the debate that we had been having, I believe, on podcasts and off yeah. podcasts as well, where we would constantly be correcting each other of, well, at least the fifth one's good because that's when Barbosa comes back. I, I know we've been saying that several times <laughs> yeah. over. So when yeah. I hit play on this one, Mike. Give us some first reactions, because again, going into this, what I want to call half blind, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I was completely blindsided by Barbosa, not to mention just the opening act of like the judge gimmick and stuff, but like, Oh, the judge gimmick. My, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, mean, I have a lot boy. to say, but at least having Barbosa in this helps it, but it's not how I would have liked to see him. Like, yeah. like they're like, oh. we need to stop the British from getting Davy Jones heart. And then he's like, I'm just going to join the British now. It's like, it's incongruent. You know, uh, well, it's interesting because, spoiler, you know, my favorite yeah. scene is when he becomes a pirate at the end of the movie. Well, right. I was like, oh, I, I, I was this. much yeah. like you guys. I was like, for most of this movie, I was like, what did they do to Barbosa as a character? Like, uh-huh. this is shameful. Um, but obviously it was this this whole um, he had some other stuff going on, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about 
eventually, but he was playing yeah. the long con, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I was happy to see him here. I was like, oh, Barbosa, And he is in the fifth film as well. So he's in every Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which uh, wow. is nice. You know, and we had we had sent up before the previous historical context of what it means to be a privateer to literally be a, pri- a pirate right. for the government, and the mm-hmm. fact that this film, which the earlier ones dabbled with, Norrington will give the offer to Jack Sparrow to do yep. this, but to see Barbosa embrace it and to literally see conversations with the king saying "fuck these other countries," I found that to be kind of the most interesting stuff in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of I mean, goes against what you would imagine Barbosa's character would do. So that's why you're kind of thrown off by like, oh, Barbosa's working for England now and like all this stuff. But then you, eventually it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I like in concept, like you're saying, Colin, the privateering angle and stuff. And it's like Spain. But then it's like, what does Spain do in this movie? Like, like there's too many characters again, too many factions again. But I like mm-hmm. the idea of privateering. Yeah. When they showed up at the end, I was like, all right, the Spanish people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's essentially, of course. yeah, we should say mm-hmm. the general plot of this movie is that it's a race for the Fountain of Youth, which was hinted at at the last at the end of the last movie. Jack Sparrow was yeah. going to find the Fountain of Youth. Mm-hmm. Now everyone wants the British want the Fountain of Youth. The Spain wants the Fountain of Youth. Blackbeard wants the Fountain of Youth. So they're I'll all sort of racing to this. if I'll let a Catholic live <laughs> forever. That's yeah, right. The, the reveal of why yeah. the Spain actually wants the Fountain Youth at the end is also very funny. Um, yeah. Yes. And unexpected. Yes. I can't. It's it's incredible how almost everything bad in the world from the modern age all the way to the start of time basically comes down to Protestants and Catholics hating each other and being yeah. almost indistinguishable from each other. <laughs> like, well, not even that. Just all mind. religions. You know, yes, Islam, yes, Judaism, course. Christianity. They're all worshiping the same God. They just have different beliefs or different um rules or whatever and so let's ruin the world to make yeah. sure that you believe yeah. in something a little more <laughs> dialed towards how i believe in it mm-hmm. oh, right great. okay wonderful and the catholics and protestants obviously england ireland that's been going on for a long mm-hmm. time there's a lot of history there but i was surprised there's a lot of religious overtones with this movie including mm-hmm. a character who is a priest right and yes. i talked about um what character is like, a generous yeah mission well (laughs) well and remember in the earlier episodes i said in the fourth and fifth movies there is a will and elizabeth stand-in you have jack as the main character but you need a young straight man couple for the romantic interest and there's Mm -hmm. one of those in each of these movies this is the worst one because it's literally a priest and a mermaid right i was gonna say the elizabeth in your mind is the mermaid who says like three lines and hisses at people yeah yeah um like i said it's not not very good they're not good characters they have no reason to be in this movie and by the end of it their conclusion of their arc is very unsatisfying Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it's almost like they didn't need to be in the movie at all yes that's a that's a fan opportunity just cut out all their scenes we got nicholas holt from timu you know yeah sorry Sam (laughs) sam clayton so i just watched the um hunger games well, so Jacob, this is I I did all the Hunger Games very recently and I I we so this is too much information. But but basically it because of the way that we all watch things, I didn't want to bogart the HBO, if that makes oh, sense. Sure. So I've yeah, been trying yeah. to pivot towards what's an Amazon show I could watch? What's what's an Amazon show I could enjoy? 
So I watched that goddamn Fleetwood Mac ripoff show that stars Sam Claffin oh, and yes. Riley Keel. I can't even remember Ryan the Keel. name of what yeah. the fuck it is anymore. Hmm. Um, and so I was explaining all, to my father. Yeah, well, I just I, to real quick to, to finish up here to say I said to my father once. Who would you even know Sam Claffin is because you've never seen the Hunger Games? He's like, I have no fucking clue. And we went through his entire IMDb that I own. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We missed this. We didn't even bring up that he's in this movie. Sure. Oh, wow, man. It's funny that you mentioned that show. I haven't seen that show, that Fleetwood Mac type show. Daisy Jones and the Six. It just came. Nice. And that actress, Riley Keogh, is... Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's right. something I cannot even face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they're basically nothing characters. And of yeah, course, there's the shoehorn thing. Well, Sam um, Claffin's always also, should I just point out, always terrible. He's an actor that I every time hmm. I see him, I just think, oh, you're trying so hard. Do you guys like him when he's in the Hunger Games or this movie? <laughs> No. I have no opinion generally. Uh, like you said, Nicholas Holt from Timu is a great way to describe him. Uh, and that's how I'll be referring him to him from now on. She There's has some... a name. <laughs> that's my favorite part. He's like, indignantly, she has a name. Oh, what no. is it? Pray no. tell. Serena. Really? How do you know that? Because she there's, there's never a yeah, scene of her telling you. Not a chance. I will point out my favorite moment of this entire movie is when he's defending her and then the, the tides are turned on him and he starts to get choked and he goes, uh, if you if you could make a tear, that'd be really great right about now. Like he starts doing like yeah. comedic stuff where you're like, oh, that's like what a choice. Right. Trying to give him a Will and- Turner line. Yes. The only stuff I like a little bit with him is kind of the stuff with Blackbeard where – and we should talk about Blackbeard in a minute. Yeah. Um, we're, like, we're talking about all of it. We're, yeah. We're going yeah. through beat for beat. And I mean Blackbeard is, is I can just say, probably one of my favorite things about this movie. Like one of the few things that I, I didn't dislike was the character of Blackbeard <laughs> played by Ian McShane. Um, because when he showed up, I was like, oh, I like Ian McShane. He's, he's having fun here, I think. So, um, yeah, we got a nice villain in Blackbeard, right? He's got a great look. We we obviously like Ian McShane from John Wick. Um, That's right, Deadwood. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it, Colin. How do you feel about Blackbeard? I think there's times where he's, he's all right, and times where he's kind of mid. There, you know, um, just plot wise, the way that it's so built up of like him working so hard to get the audience with Blackbeard. It's like it takes us a minute to even like see the character. Then I feel like by the time he's in it. It's not enough of a payoff, and then he's mm. kind of out. And the whole power of the boat thing, the Queen's and the Queen Anne's revenge, yeah. is not cool enough to base just this movie around it. Right? Well, it doesn't. They never explain how he controls his boat. Like, I guess he's just he's mastered voodoo does magic, he, like in the novel on Stranger Tides. But right. does he use the flamethrower just the one time? <laughs> As oh, an yeah. example to everybody, yeah, does he roast ever that do guy. that again? Sure. And so I what was the was fucking cool point? <laughs> was it? It's but just it to make looked... him like a, he's like a badass villain. Well, he says, he says a line that, you know, if I don't kill somebody every once in a while, you know, how do they know to fear me? It's almost like playing into him being yeah. a coward at heart. It's like the opposite of the real Blackbeard. That's right. That's well, that's what's so funny about his portrayals is so different from what the real Blackbeard is. Beard is. And what I, I just love about this character is that He's just an irredeemably bad guy. And every time he has a chance to be like, oh, you, maybe your soul can be saved. He's like, nah, fuck that. Uh-huh. I'm bad. 
even at the I'm end when evil. he can he can you know <laughs> save his daughter he's like nah fuck that fuck my daughter yeah I'm, yeah i'm trying to live longer so which know? cup is it oh, give me that <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like an irredeemable piece of shit and i kind of because we had so many villains who sort of turned who've been more complicated or turned good yes. like barbosa mm-hmm. in the first movie um it's nice to just have like an uncomplicatedly and, bad guy if you if you see it on paper like when you are drafting this out and they go like, what should the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie be? Who are famous pirates? And you go, well, Blackbeard. You're like, well, mm-hmm. it should be Jack Sparrow versus Blackbeard. But that's right. really not what this movie is. I have a thing. He's along for the ride. I think yeah. I have the a distillation of what this is. It's simultaneously. It's the, the plot of The Last Crusade with the execution of Temple of Doom. How's that fit? Because it's a little yeah. bit campy, a little bit cheesy, Mike. not quite great, but it's the Holy Grail. Infinite yeah, I, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. It's, like I said, there's a lot of competing factions. They're all trying to get to the Fountain of Youth. Jack Sparrow is like constantly either trying to turn Angelica against her father or Blackbeard against his daughter, but like failing every time. But he's just trying to get on someone's good side, basically. But he's constantly shifting. Um, Angelica is another character we have to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. played by Penelope Cruz, of course. Mm-hmm. And now I'm interested in what you guys if you guys notice this at all, but Penelope Cruz signed on to do this movie as the production date was approaching. She found out that she was pregnant with her first child with Javier Bardem, her husband. I was about to say, and we made the connection, I think last month where we were like, Oh, weird pirates. That's right. Stay tuned for next month. But Uh, um, so she realized she was pregnant as the shooting dates were approaching. And so she was pregnant the entire time while they were filming this. And as the film, as the shoot went on, she became more and more noticeable. Mm -hmm. They had to constantly do refittings of her costume every couple of weeks. And in most, so obviously she does all the close-ups and stuff herself in pretty much the majority of wide shots and action shots. uh, She is either being played by a stunt woman or her sister, Monica Cruz. Oh, oh yeah. what's Monica Cruz look like? That's interesting. <laughs> kind of like Penelope Cruz. <laughs> right, right. Good for right. her then. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you guys noticed this at all or any of the, if you even noticed that maybe she might have been pregnant. Because I do think it was noticeable to me having known that prior, but I was maybe looking for it more than you guys would have been. Had I known it, maybe, but now knowing it and knowing I'm not going to watch this again, we'll never know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, her character disappears from the middle of this movie. So that's that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. But I don't think I would have noticed anything physically changing. Yeah. Well, just know that in most, if not all of the wide shots of this movie, if you can see her from like pretty much the waist up, it's probably not actually Penelope Cruz, which is kind of interesting. That's um, that's like a Mandalorian level reveal of like, it's not actually yeah. Pedro, you know? Yeah. Yeah. God, and to get that paycheck where you're like, you're paying me for the whole thing? Well, sneak attack, <laughs> here's something you should know. I'm not going to be usable for much of it. Like right. You're going to have to pay Monica, huh. too. Yeah, I almost wonder, <laughs> yep. does that do you take pay a pay bump Monica. for that? You know, do yeah. they punish you for getting pregnant? That yeah, would what's be a the contract? thing. I specifically notice, like, in this, so in the scene when they're catching the mermaids, I noticed yeah. some of the wider shots. Uh, mm. You know, it just looked a little like she was She's like possibly holding her stomach. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like um, and the way the costume where they're trying to kind of hide it with like she's like wearing this big coat and stuff. But um, they did what they could to kind of work around it. You'd have I mean, is been... that why she 
dresses up as Jack Sparrow in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, in, the, in that sword fight scene, it's not her. It's like a stunt right. for ninety percent of it, probably. Right, but that character intro like alludes to they probably wanted like sexy pirate lass swashbuckling, and then they're like, "Well, yeah, we can't do any of that." Um, yeah, you know, Angelica, sure. all of this. I mean, the whole <laughs> I, the speech later. I'm Santa Maria. <laughs> oh yes, I did too, Mike. The speech later that that Johnny gives to Mr. Gibbs where he's like, I'm having tingles. I had feelings like that whole thing where you're supposed to be like, they, they, this woman had the chemistry to break Jack Sparrow. Like, can you like this sea dog was finally under somebody's spell that nothing in this movie gives that at all. Unfortunately. No, I can kind of see. I mean, the idea of it, of like, Oh, we'll get Penelope Cruz famously, you know, beautiful, charismatic actress but it just it didn't quite work the way they wanted it to maybe or maybe the character just wasn't written well enough or something i'm not sure why it didn't work but and what's um, her bit she's extremely pious you're like oh that's yeah fun again for a character. weird religious stuff in this okay. movie where she was yeah. she was going to be a, come a nun until she met jack sparrow and then she decided to become a crazy pirate i don't know i guess because well, black beard's <laughs> her dad yeah. Spoiler. You think about how fun the um superstition stuff is in the second movie of that ship that Kira Knightley's on with all those people talking about the haunted wedding dress and you know coming up with all this stuff. And instead this movie has a Christian missionary screaming like, Repent, God will punish your soul like at every minute and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know, yeah, okay. Like it's yeah. such a bummer. This whole movie just sets out to like Fun is not the first thing in the equation to making this movie. And that's a mm-hmm. bummer when your movie's about pirates and magic and like yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I'll tell you the two things I liked in this movie, and we'll get into a sort of a breakdown of the overall yeah, plot yeah, yeah. and stuff. But yeah. um, the two things I liked the most in this movie was Blackbeard as a character and the stuff where Jack Sparrow and Barbosa team up when they. Uh, that is such a brief time in this film. <laughs> no, when they both go to the 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 ship, the Ponce de Leon ship. Yeah, and they it's team up, teetering. They have a whole oh, side man. excursion. Yeah. Um, but the whole side excursion to the Spanish camp, like I like that stuff, and I liked when they're kind of being real with each other about like, and and Barbosa reveals his true motives and all that stuff. Like that stuff was fun, but it took so long to get to that point, and you have to follow Barbosa as he's captaining all these British people, and it's like. Who even cares about that, you know? Yeah, when he's, you know, do we have a heading, Mr. Gibbs? Like, all that shit. It's like, oh, man, it's really slow. I do like when he catches the poisonous frog, and he's like, what, an older man can't have a hobby? Oh, oh I <laughs> yeah. can't have a little collection? Um, <laughs> I was like, good for him. Do, it's collecting yeah. frogs. Have, but again, just thinking conceptually about what this movie is. So when you're starting out, and you're going like, the board's cleared. We don't have the quote unquote heroes from the last movie. So what we're going to lead with our best foot forward is the best character, you know, the most beloved Jack Sparrow and the fan favorite Hector Barbosa. At least Mm. we've got them back. And you're like, that's a great starting point. But then to do the movie math of what this actual concept is, where it's like, well, they're on separate missions the entire time. They barely ever cross. We'll have them come to a head at the end. You're like, well, why did you start there? 
Like put them on the same fucking boat. Why was your thought? Well, in this one, Mr. Gibbs won't be with Jack Sparrow. You know, that thing that he's always is and that fans have come to expect. We won't do any of that. And you're like, okay, again, you're coming at this from a place where it's like you seem combative with your audience. Why are you trying to go against everything people like? We're not going to have the Black Pearl in this one. Okay, the first movie is called The Curse of the Black Pearl. People like the Black Pearl. Yeah, they were were reluctant to include a lot of things because maybe they thought, you know, they would be repeating themselves from the first three movies. They wanted to kind of branch out and do something different. Why why lean on a crutch? I I understand that. But But the idea was base the movie, you know, take Jack Sparrow, who was like a supporting character of the first three movies, make him the main character and – you know what he didn't have in the first three movies? A love interest. We'll give him a love interest. Some kind of, you know, what kind of woman could actually make Jack Sparrow, you know, have feelings? We'll have that. Former nun? You're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. that's weird. It's like, I think that's kind of the idea. Yeah. No, no, no. I, and I think that all makes sense. I think that's yeah. a good pitch, Jacob. And I mm-hmm. see where that makes sense. I think this movie starts out, I was like, I, it lost me immediately because I was like, ugh. <laughs> But once they get on the the journey to the the Fountain of Youth, I felt it picked up a little bit. Um, here's here's yeah, here's how yeah. this movie won me immediately. The first image of this film, and I don't believe any of these other ones have it, is the Disney Castle logo starting up has a little pirate flag on it instead of the Mickey flag. Uh, I was yeah. like, oh, I love this. That's great. Yeah, that was neat. we start out. We have we just have Jack Sparrow hijinks for like twenty minutes. Oh boy! And it's right. It's just Jack Sparrow. Well, we, we see Gibbs or this whole courtroom bit. Then we have this long chase sequence where he's escaping. And, and he meets Mike, the King of England. Yeah, but Mike. First time see you here. You knew immediately who the judge was, right? I mean, it's like oh, yeah. they don't try to hide it. Yeah, it's not no. like you see. Oh, this judge has eyeshadow or like eyeliner. Okay. <laughs> no, but you were just talking about like, oh, this judge is crazy. Like he's gonna, you're gonna hang for sure. You know, this guy loves yeah. killing pirates. Like it's not him, you know? right? I um, can tell you where Jack Sparrow is. Well, that that wouldn't help you anyways. He says something like very quick right. like that. Yeah. Like, but we do get a 20-minute chase sequence uh, that's inconsequential yes. to the plot. It goes on way too long. And again, I was like, oh, this whole movie is just going to be Jack Sparrow hijinks. Like, that's – I'm not going to like this. Um, uh, but he is – right. you know, he's saving Gibbs, who's who they, they think Gibbs is Jack Sparrow. He impersonates the judge, gets Gibbs. He's part of this whole plan is that him and Gibbs are going to escape. Um, he gets in this chase sequence. There's a random Judy Dench cameo. Yeah. Uh, Dame Judy oh. Dench. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, he Just goes a into a carriage. In a, yeah. in a carriage. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then he meets the King of England. Oh, she is in, we should say, she's in nine, by the way. Yeah. She probably did that as a favor to Rob yeah, Marsh. I would assume uh, yeah. so. <laughs> um, but, but he gets but, captured yeah, and then Dame gets Judy taken Dench. to the king. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets captured. Taking the king, the king of England, played by king Richard Griffith, uh, who, of course, you may know in Harry Potter as uh, host Uncle Dursley. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I you know he's great in uh, Withnil and I. Uh, oh yeah, a great yeah. British act- actor who died a few years ago, uh, sadly. But um, is that lazy eye real? I would assume so, right? It's not like a Paul Giamatti lazy level lazy. Hey, but, I'm not you sure. Know, the holdovers. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it's fun George. to see him. Yeah, he's you doing the over the top bit. 
Yeah. But just the difference of, you know, all his million man servants. And these are played by an array of British character actors um, Mm. who just come out and speak for him. Everybody's overweight. They're indulging and stuff. And then you've got, you know, a dirty little skinny pirate who can't (laughs) even eat a cream puff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's another sequence. Like you can see that it was like, this is probably like, I think where they rack their brain the hardest. Like, let's. Let's make him look clever. He's going to look at the window. He's going to do that. Like, you know, he, he he hatches a plan and he's like right, wrangling the chains to get him to take him off. Like he's formulating. Right. right? And they're showing it. That's but kind then, of his thing that he always yeah. is doing. Right. He's trying to. But is this but is this where Johnny is maybe stepping in too much and making too many demands of like, well, what's the plot of this thing going to be? I'm going to have a girlfriend. I'm going to be the adventure. The King of England comes and talks to me, Jack Sparrow, <laughs> where you're like, OK, <laughs> Yeah, well, this is kind of the Jack Sparrow solo movie that he's never had before. But um, mm. it would—it probably would not surprise you to find out that Johnny Depp did have a big hand in the story of this movie, and he actually suggested a lot of the things that made it into the movie. Oh, jeez! Um, including, uh, it was his idea to have the uh, the uh, a missionary character, Sam Clayfin, and then it was also his idea to have the Spanish be also chasing after the Fountain. So two ideas that you guys didn't like uh, were right. his ideas. <laughs> well, we opened with the Spanish wanting because they find a guy who was on the bottom of the ocean for who knows how long and he whatever. But they yeah. want to go and destroy it because they're like super Catholic. They're like, no, no one's immortal. So they're kind of trying to destroy it. And like they just. Well, that's the funny movie. thing. By the third act, when they do show pagan waters, he's like, "Yeah, pagan waters." (laughs) And literally, everyone's trying to get it for everlasting life and stuff. And the idea is that you have these two silver chalices, you need a mermaid's tear, and then you put the water of the fountain of youth, and you put a mermaid's tear in one of them. The person that drinks that one, they're they're, and then someone else drinks the other one. They're giving their and you're trading your years to someone else. Essentially, transferring the rest of your years. and that's so, the ritual, and everyone wants to live forever, right? Is that all coming from the book, Jacob? I don't know to that detail if it is. All I know with the book is that Blackbeard is in it. He has voodoo powers. He can control a ship, and he has a, a crew of zombies. And also the Fountain of Youth is like the overall what they're going after. So, I would okay. probably well, say let, so then. Okay. Let, me, let me ask you this, though. It's talking about the voodoo powers. So we've had... Um, in the first movie, like skeleton crew, literally, we've had Davy Jones, Fishmen, right? Like, and then we have these zombies. It's like it's like the less, the least, most interesting supernatural I crew. Think, Mike, I think it is a cool idea. And if Jacob's saying it's t- true to this book stuff or this historical stuff, like that is cool. I do like Execution. that. But the yeah, the fact that um, Stephen Graham, who is in this movie. As Scrunch or like whatever, yeah. whatever his name is, says like, well, you don't understand. The quartermaster and all the officers on this boat have all been zombified. Yeah. He sets it up like it's this thing where it's like, like we as an audience need to know this because not only is it an interesting fact about this boat, it will come into play later. We promise you. And there's real. I mean, really, it's just kind of like a little bit of flavor to go like. Isn't it interesting that all those other ships were were manned by monsters and this one is too? Yeah. Like, it's not really manned by monsters. Well, the right. idea that Blackbeard can control a ship, because at one point the crew that have been Shanghai basically try to mutiny um, 
because they don't believe Blackbeard is even there because he's been hiding in this cabin or whatever. He comes out and he's like, I can control the ropes on this ship. And he like catches them all with the ropes, right? But then we see at the end, of course, Barbosa, uh, who gets his ship at the end, can also control it by like waving his sword around or whatever. So they never explain how that works. Yeah. Right. And if you're going to do voodoo, right? Like there's an opportunity, which who knows if she wanted to come back, but you have Tia Dama who could be like, you know, explaining the lore of Blackbeard's ship and how the mad here you need this magic thing to defeat Blackbeard because of his voodoo or like to counteract it. Like we have people who have knowledge of the occult. Yeah. Well, then that she, would be uh, interesting. I mean, yeah. she was actually Calypso, the goddess in human form. So she's well, kind that's of true. Probably, never, never forget Mike. She is a million. <laughs> I forget she was Calypso. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, <laughs> There's God. a lot of talk of you're the devil. You are the devil. You, you. Uh, I heard well, your head was cut off, and you, it, you ran around still and swim. So, is the implication? Does he ever say? Did he sell his soul to the devil? Is that what's going on with Blackbeard? They don't say that outright, but he, he is kind of a representation of the devil. And you have these scenes with him and the missionary where, he, where he's like, "Well, what about you? Uh, you think my soul can be saved? I'm very evil. I do all these bad things." That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole faith conversation that they have. Yeah. Um, although the 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 him losing his head is a reference to the real way that he died because he was beheaded and his his head was mounted on the ship of the oh, captain man. or whatever that killed you him. Motherfuckers! So, wow, yeah. that's crazy. He got Ned Stark. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. the governor of Virginia was trying to catch him, and and this captain that uh, caught him, like yeah. Don't you wish that's what governors? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they said. Uh, he said that'll teach you, William. Yeah, boy. that's right, yeah. Mike. Um, <laughs> having an undead like I, I sold my soul to the devil, Blackbeard, who can like you can cut off his head. Like that's pretty rad, but they didn't do it. Like if you are saying that in Act One, Mike, how mm. is he not? How does he not have a sword run through him at some point, or walk through a fire, or say something like, "Guess what, boy." The reason that I listen to that quartermaster's prophecy is because I am unkillable. And that's what scares me about this one legged man or something. Like a lot of mm-hmm. the conversations of this movie are like, Did you hear he can do this thing? And they're like, Really? And he's like, Yep, probably. Or it's like, like, We'll just kind of like move on to something else. And you're like, like Why oh, does okay, he? We're not going to show it? No, no. Why does he want to go to the Fountain of Youth? I get it to live more life, but he seems pretty healthy. So if it was like a devil deal, he's like, I only got one year before I got to give my soul back. But if I get to the Fountain of Youth, it's a loophole. Yeah. Like anything well, that's like the that. Thing. It's not Make him explained active. very well. But the idea mm-hmm. is that he there's this prophecy that he's going to be killed by a one one legged man. Uh, we know Barbosa has way, one Barbosa leg now has from one Act leg. One. From, I mean, yeah. from the moment he's introduced, where a character we all love again has a weird new trait about him. I have one leg now. And you're like, okay. And about five minutes after that introduction, a character out loud says, well, I'm scared a one-legged man's going to kill me. And you think in your mind like, well, I really doubt this franchise is going to kill Barbosa again. So I kind of think he's probably going to come out of this okay and probably kill the guy he's prophesized to kill. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense, but anyway, explain a lot. There's just no stakes. No. I mean, it just yeah. it, it doesn't set you up for any kind of success as a viewer, other no. than to just be like, right, that's something I can follow. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the thing. It's like the stuff with um. So he meets the King of England. Everyone keeps telling Jack Sparrow, "Oh, I heard you were in London putting a crew together." He's like, mm-hmm. "I am," and huh? so. He, like three yeah. different people telling me, he's like, everyone's telling me I'm in London putting a crew together. So he goes to investigate this. 
um, and Jack Sparrow is there. And that's when we get this uh, lookalike scene, right? This action scene. Uh, Stephen Graham says, how dare you come dressed like that to him? Yes. I thought that was pretty good. So mm. basically people think that he's an impersonator. Um, by the way, Johnny Depp uh, worked with Stephen Graham on Public Enemies. Uh, in Red Oh, Men right. He plays like Babyface or one of those gangsters, yeah. right? Yeah. And Johnny Depp also recommended Richard Griffith because he liked his uh, performance in With Noel and I. So um, he had a lot of creative control of this movie, interestingly enough. Um, And this is in his period where he, again, as a a young guy from Kentucky that, you know, I always kind of felt a a kinship to my Midwest brother here. He is now a European weirdo. This is the the time Mm -hmm. where he buys a small French village and he's living with that French former teen star who he, he his wife who he will have uh, the the child with um, who of course is a famous actress now Lily Rose um, Depp Lily Rose Depp I could not remember her name but he's entered his period of I'm sure he is incredibly European at this point so when you're saying that he's like pushing for these British character actors personally yeah. I do believe that yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. So he, he's probably also drinking like eight bottles of wine an oh, hour. hundred percent. Him and Mick Jagger, or not Mick Jagger, uh, you know, the other one. Well, Keith Richards, we didn't even talk Mike, about Keith that. Keith Richards Another are partying. shocker. How shocked were you to see his dad in this again? <laughs> Day sex, his dad, yeah. Just comes out of nowhere. His dad shows up <laughs> randomly. <laughs> what yeah. kind of, what sort of bad script do you have to write where you're like, Okay, the person we can trust to give all of the exposition is Keith Richards. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure it was like, you know, That's oh, people loved his crazy. cameo in the Glass movie. Johnny Depp was stuff- like, oh, yeah, bring Keith Richards back. We'll hang out on set. It'll be great. We'll drink wine. We'll drink Keith so Richards. much wine. <laughs> yeah. But Jacob, when he's literally like, boy, you you can't go out for that quest without knowing what you're headed for. And he says, what am I headed for? And Captain Teagues goes, what you need is a mermaid's tear. <laughs> Two silver yeah. gauntlets, like he it's just the profane ritual. He right? just, he yeah. just says this thing where you're like, "Well, how do you know this shit?" And Johnny Depp calls it out and goes, "Like, did you take a, a sip of the Fountain of Youth?" He says, "Does this face look like it's <laughs> taking a drink out of the Fountain of Youth?" That's very funny. Which they, they take kind of very funny. on it, the idea, and then he kind of just he he looks away for a second, and he looks back, and he's gone. So he mysteriously disappears. So they're almost trying to highlight the fact that he just randomly shows up, explains this stuff to you, and then disappears. That's a bad. It's man. bad. <laughs> it's bad. It is yeah. lazy writing. Well, and, this whole movie is lazy writing. Yeah. right? Lazy movie. Um, it's just small conversations. It is small conversations. The movie where three or four people will be like, "Well, I heard," and they'll kind of like do that for ten minutes. And then characters will just wander into other scenes. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. It's meandering. So people, people keep telling him he's there in London putting a crew together. He shows up. He's like, what's going on here? Goes into the back room and sees someone hidden sort of in shadow that looks suspiciously like him. Mm-hmm. They have a whole sword fight. And then finally it's revealed. Oh, it's a woman dressed as Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. It's Penelope Cruz. How much better would this sword fight be if he was undressing her during the whole fight? Instead, <laughs> like a it kind of like ends and she just yes, exactly like the Antonio Banderas scene in Zorro, Mike, where he meets <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones for the first time. Sure. Instead, it's that's just, more memorable. Yeah, she takes her clothes well, off, compare her mustache off, and goes, "Here yeah. I am." And you're it's like, me, okay. Angelica. Please don't don't, don't look beneath my chin, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But just compare this to remember the first sword fight with Will and Jack Sparrow in the first movie and how memorable that is and those different set pieces within that sword yep. battle. Um and then compared to this where they're like on the 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 beams, you know, on the ceiling and stuff, but it's just not there's nothing memorable about the sword fight, right? Not it just kind of happens. That's all I was thinking about was that yeah. um, Will Turner first sword fight, yeah. And how it's Yeah, it's just like a yeah. Um so th- they filmed this on like because Avatar had come out, right? And they wanted to use large format like 3D cameras, right? Mm. So I'm wondering if that is like hindering them from like shooting things well because they're not used to using these cameras. So it's kind of like they have to be locked down and have fucking conversations. I'm wondering if that's informed some of like because the movie doesn't look great either. No, it, it could not. be or it's just, you know, going from Gore Verbinski to Rob Marshall is just the the action scenes just aren't as interesting. They're not as mm-hmm. like kinetic or, you know, they just have no, it just seems like people aren't putting effort in kind of. I mean, at, at world ends is long, but man, when you're doing the, or when we, I think maybe the second movie, I'm getting confused because it's pirates, but they had the whole water wheel thing and they're climbing up that broken building. Yeah. So that stuff is on, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more interesting than the fight scenes that we get in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they meet, they're like, oh, yeah, we're former lovers, blah, blah, blah. We betrayed each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she kidnapped him, right? Then they all, yeah, essentially. Yeah, she knocks him out and knocked just puts out, him on the boat. And right. yeah, he wakes up. He's been Shanghai'd, as they say. And he's now a crew member aboard the Queen Anne's Revenge, the famous ship of Blackbeard, which is true. He did have a ship called the Queen Anne's Revenge. I don't believe it had voodoo powers. I in real life it might have <laughs> really cool at the end when barbosa just calls it the revenge i was like that's yeah. a dope name for a yeah. ship i have when i like there's been this whole uh good uh you know debate over who who gets the black pearl barbosa or jack sparrow they bo- can't both be captain of the black pearl so by the end of this we have a resolved thing where barbosa now has his own ship the queen anne's revenge and, and jack sparrow is free to have the black black pearl finally he's got to go get it back yeah um so she's pretending to be Jack to get a crew together when she's already on a crew with Blackbeard. I don't get yeah, well, it. She's getting more crew yeah. members because they only have, but there's only Blackbeard a couple zombies. doesn't get people members. to work for him. But, but they so need people and, to do all the grunt work, right? Right. But why? And why is Jack? <laughs> why? Yeah, I'm on Blackbeard. Well, they need Jack specifically. The sword forward, it moves the ship faster. <laughs> they could man this whole ship. Who's swabbing no the decks, crew. Colin? Who's There's swabbing a, yeah, the okay. decks? You're right. There's bird shit everywhere. You're right. <laughs> they can't just. But yeah. specifically, they need Jack because Jack knows the location of the Fountain of Youth as well as Ponce de Leon's ship and the Silver okay. Chalices. So he has all that knowledge. That's why everyone sure. wants him. That's why she uh, for their voyage to the. That's the only reason they need him specifically. But so this is where I get so he's the MacGuffin lost. <laughs> he is, but it's the, from this point on. We're literally it's just like we're going to the old lighthouse, and I'm like, why are they at this old lighthouse? And they're like, we're here for the chalices. <laughs> I'm like, you're here for the chalices, and they're like, the chalices of the mermaids this is actually where we're gonna hunt well, the mermaid yeah white cove bay and you're like oh, yes what what and then they later they're go. like okay we found the chalices <laughs> i'm like was there a scene with that like i feel so confused on the bits of right. the adventure that they need to fill yeah. in here from essentially from here on out. yeah they need to go to white peak bay where famously the mermaids live apparently everybody knows this in world in universe white so white go uh, there Greek. Yeah, catch a bunch of mermaids, try to get a mermaid's tear, 
Then they go, they keep going south to, you know, Peru or wherever the fuck it is. And they, they know that the silver chalices are on Ponce de Leon's ship. He died on his ship. That's what Johnny, that's what Jack Sparrow knows. So that's why they're like, okay, go get the chalices and shit. And that's when he hooks up with Barbosa again. But how does he yeah. get on the boat? And why do they just send him? Because this is so also knows, it's, it's, it's post the whole um, attempted mutiny where, again, they put that one little kid on a longboat. Everybody's laughing. They flamethrower yeah. that guy. I'm going to kill somebody. Like, what the fuck is yeah. happening in this movie? No, they can't kill Jack. They need Jack. So he's like, oh, well, I got to kill someone for this mutiny that Jack started and convinced yep. all these people. Uh, he asks, he's in the middle of the mutiny. He climbs up to the the crow's nest where our, our religious man is being held up. He's, he's basically just been tied to the bow, right, for all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, are you with us or against us? And he says, I'm neither with you nor against you. And Jack he's, says, he's religious. That's I'm pretty, pretty sure that's required. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a funny yeah, line. That's a really good line. Yeah, that he kind of takes There's another line at one point. He says, uh, I support the missionary's position, which I thought was yes. a very funny little. Yes. Uh, sneak some little. Yes. I, a couple of joke. I <laughs> yeah. support the missionary's position. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So. Essentially, yes, they have to ca- they have to trap a mermaid to get her tear. Mermaids, as we discover, are these obviously they look like beautiful women with you know fish tails that will trap semen and then devour them and drag them into naked, the naked yeah. in a Disney movie. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, PG thirteen. Yeah. The hair um, is always in just the right place, PG thirteen, but they are naked, right? You know? So topless i mean they're no clam no aerial clamshells though and then <laughs> they're just a... it's the, it's the fucking <laughs> harry potter thing where it's like they look yeah. nice but then they're you know kick you yeah, know they're gonna they're bite mean. you or there's sirens yeah of of lore right they they um and you know a lot of people you. think that um manatees were the real uh mermaids because yep. they would hear manatee calls in the in the distance and think that was mermaids basically because well, they'd see, fuck them. <laughs> they'd fuck the mermaid. They would fuck they'd the mermaid. They'd scurvy. Yeah. They'd be insane. They'd uh-huh. be losing cabin fever. Fucking these right. mermaid dugongs. <laughs> um. So they try to catch one. They eventually catch. Uh, Stephen Stephen Graham yeah. sings a cute little song, and one of them's basically like, "Come here," and they're all like, "Bro, don't do it." And he flat out says to all of them. <laughs> If what's his name? Scuttle? Scrub? Scrum. 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 If if you hear old Scrump died because he kissed him a mermaid, then Scrump lived a good life. <laughs> he yeah, like runs over right. and like grabbed him a good way to die. of them, basically. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, um, it's horrifying. But eventually they do catch this one, played by Astrid Burge's Frisbee. Um, which I'm sure is an actress. Eric the Frisbee <laughs> Empire. Yes. Yes, I guess granddaddy, she's a, a I want to be an actress. Use your frisbee money and make me an actress, granddaddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she was a French model, and I guess they just liked her look. She didn't have a lot of acting experience. Oh, I would uh, assume she's like Johnny Depp's babysitter or something. Truly, <laughs> it's like in the Transformers movie when they replaced Megan Fox with this model that no one had ever heard of and had, hasn't done anything since. Kind of. Excuse thing. me, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, right. Rose uh, Whittingly or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but again, 
she barely has a character in this movie. She just kind of gets trapped and then she right. does maybe three lines and we're supposed <laughs> to believe this virgin is just like, I'll fucking he literally says, Damn you, God, for taking her from me at one point. You're like, yep. God is your whole thing. Like essentially you turn your back on him. He's the one guy that's nice to her, and because of that, he falls in love with her, and she falls in love with him, I guess. <laughs> the first thing he does is stab her in the tail to catch yeah. her. Well, yeah, I guess you know, he feels like guilty that he... Yeah. I guess he feels guilty that he was the one who caught her, and then kind of feels like... And then later, he's like, he, she's like suffocating because she needs air and stuff, so he's like, she needs air, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's... There's not much there in terms no, of... No, no, no. So, yeah, her whole deal is like, you're going to sit in a tub for the whole movie. Like, can you... Yeah, we well, need your it is, Mike, it is that, you know, there is a clear setup of like, okay, here's how we'll deal with the mermaid. But they almost use her as an equation to be like, she will be the result in which we get Sam Claflin to take his clothes off. Almost yeah. every scene, he will offer a new piece of clothing to That's her right. so that he gets more naked. And you're well, like, we have to see oh, how yeah, fit great. this uh, missionary yeah, is. representative of <laughs> yeah, him shedding his, you know, <laughs> insecurities. Yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, she is being carried in this glass coffin, but at one point, it just breaks, and then her tail just turns into legs, and she oh, I hate walk, this. and it's like... You could have that could have happened the whole time. So why were we carrying this fucking? I didn't thing? ask for help. Yes, but you need it. Um, yeah, uh, very profound line. <laughs> yeah, this movie. And when she got legs, I'm like, well, they put Davy Jones feet in buckets. You used to have integrity. You used <laughs> right. to have integrity. But mermaids can just grow legs now. Don't they yeah. have to give up their their voice to do that or something? Well, Fuck so. you. Why did you do that to the mermaids when I have to step in buckets? That the voice thing bad. is Little Mermaid one to one. Right, Copy right. That's the thing is like yeah. Little Mermaid, she had to give up her voice to get legs. That was the whole point of the movie. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well let's so, let's take a quick break. Then yeah. we'll come back and continue our journey um to the fountain of youth, because I'm not getting any younger talking about this one. Catch you on the other side. <laughs> We're back here on Normies Like Us, where, again, we are facing that strange, strange tide. Talking Pirates of the Caribbean 4. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, um, Mermaid's got some legs. You know, well, we kind of yeah. jumped ahead a little bit, but the well, so we're, capture, we're, we need a tier. You know, that's one of the functions. We're getting the cups, right? Yeah, so we're trekking through the jungle. Meanwhile, Barbosa is following uh, with his crew of British guys at one point. They get basically they the ship gets overpowered by the mermaids while he's on land with a couple guys and he's like, well, I guess they're dead. And then the British guy's like, I didn't understand that that was the mermaids doing that. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, the mermaids swarm over the boat and I guess just eat everyone on the boat. What's so happening just... <laughs> to them? My God, it's horrible. Like, yeah. Okay. But that's kind of where we get our first the ending of like. Well, yeah. it's like Barbosa is clearly up to something more than just being a privateer working for England now. Like he's he's got his own motive going on that we're not a hundred percent privy to yet, but it's starting to make more sense, I guess. Yeah, he's eating um, his sliced apples. We're getting a nice <laughs> little throwback there. I wanted yeah. to say, here's what I was thinking about in that scene where he's threatening his sort of um, first mate or lieutenant that we don't yeah. really 
get much more story with, but for some reason there's a lot of cuts no. back to him being like, Barbosa, how can you do this? And you're like, well, I don't think you're going to be a Colin. Would it surprise you to learn that that character was in at world's end and was like Beckett's second in command. And it's the same actor. Oh, but shit. Not, he was just such a, such a nothing heavy. character. The, the, not the, the Beckett's no, not heavy that guy, guy but right, a different right, sure. second in command. Wow. There's just so many characters that you didn't even no. register for me in that movie. That's shocking. But yeah. when I, when I was watching those two have that conversation and they're, in the Cape, they're on a beach, it's night, it's pouring rain, you know, they look out at this ship that's like sinking, and I'm sure that's all special effects. But mm-hmm. it was making me think, this is the fourth fucking movie where Jeffrey Rush is like, like shooting these movies is not easy. You're in, pre- you're in a weather machine, I'm sure, or maybe it's mm-hmm. practical weather, but there's constantly water hitting you while you have to deliver these like hard lines and stuff. These can't be a lot of fun to make, but that, mm. you know, they don't, they just don't make stuff like that anymore. So it is kind yeah. of, it's a product of its times. And it's kind of him being like, I'll do one of these movies because they might never make these kind of movies again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he does like playing this character, and he he just wants to keep doing it. I guess. Um, like I yeah. said, he's in the fifth movie too, so he keeps coming back. Shocking! I the only not, one besides Johnny. Yeah, there's, uh, honestly, there's a pretty good chance, and I know that we'll talk about however things do end for him in the fifth one. But where if they were going to reboot it, and they aren't going to do this Margot Robbie completely separate thing, the character that they're kind of like. Well, Jeffrey Rush, nobody has an issue with. Like, oh, eighty-year-old Jeffrey Rush. Like, you're the one we got to guarantee. Let's bring Barbosa back to this mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, yep. I don't know. I will say he's looking pretty old in this 2011 movie. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, but I'm, I mean, he's he's still out there Russian kicking. So, Barbosa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's doing his own thing, you know, so they kind of so it's like him and three other British guys now that don't get killed by the mermaids. Um, hey, real quick, real quick. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry to uh-huh. do this net right now. But mm-hmm. we talked about um, Madam Webb last week, right? Uh-huh. Where Jacob again <laughs> informed us <laughs> of the suicide squad list that those writers uh, put together. Uh, now, sure. Gods of Egypt yeah. stars. Jeffrey Rush as the sun god, Egyptian god, Ra. Have really? any of you guys seen what he looks like? Because I will ask you right now to Google no. Jeffrey Rush, Gods oh, of Egypt, because I would like sure a live on I'm air sure reaction insane. to what he looks so that's like. That's the one with uh, I'm searching now. Nikolai Coster Waldo. Yes, as right? Horus. And then, of course, uh, my main man, um, uh, what's his name? Jerry, Jerry Butler. As Jerry Butler. Seth. God of the oh whoa, Mike, okay. are you seeing this? I'm okay. seeing all of this. It's like Werner Herzog on fire. What yeah. the fuck is this? Oh my a god! A lot of oh, gold, shaved wow, wow. head. Uh, yeah. uh, listeners, I would urge you to look this up. It's basically a cameo, but he comes in and he gives a performance not unlike Barbosa, where he's like, "Look, I know exactly what this movie's like. I'm gonna do exactly what you need me to do." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. Is, I, I urge movie. you to see these scenes with him in it. Jeffrey sure. Rosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man, I will have to look. No, at I remember scenes. seeing trailers for this movie when it was coming out, and I was like, "That looks really bad." Good. <laughs> but probably <laughs> um, incredible. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
So Jeez. we're trekking through the jungle, right? He catches That's a poisonous frog that will come up later uh, for reasons that um, we'll find out. You show um, a poisonous frog in Act 3, you better use it in Act right. 5. Check, Check out, out poisonous, poisonous frog. frog. <laughs> yeah. So we get to the scene Heck where... Voodoo doll. How does the voodoo doll <laughs> oh, never a voodoo get doll. a voodoo doll? When, when they yeah. throw it off into the water, is that the last time we ever see the voodoo doll? No, mm. not if you saw no. the end credits scene. Post cred scene? <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, hold on. Excuse me. Let me go pop this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll right back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that'll come back up. But basically, so they get to this cliff. There's a bridge. The bridge is out. So they're like, okay, someone needs to go over across this cliff to get the silver chalices, which are in Ponce de Leon's ship. Um, <laughs> and all the crews is like, I'll go, father. And he's like, no, fucking Jack Sparrow will go. Jack's like, I don't want to go. Uh, <laughs> and then this whole scene where he's like, bring me six pistols and two of them are loaded. Seven. I'm going to shoot my daughter. When you know, it... When it does a hard cut to them all staring at the gathered pistols, I was like, yeah. okay, movie, what is happening? we need to have a serious talk. You need yeah. to get past this. <laughs> yeah. It was. It went on so much longer than I expected it to. But essentially, he's playing Russian roulette, but without a revolver. So he just has to use seven different pistols or whatever. Yeah. But then he's, I guess it's it's kind of left well, open-ended of like... Flintlock. It's like yeah. it's like if you could only fire one bullet, no, it that, would be hard. To play that's how you would do it. it. You throw him in a bag, <laughs> shake him around, and pull one out. Right, <laughs> but essentially, he's he's threatening to kill Angelica, his daughter, if Jack Sparrow does not go jump off the cliff into the water and go get the chalices. Here's here's how this scene plays out. Because right. yeah. there's here's an issue with the storytelling. Because Jacob, it's mm-hmm. going exactly how you're saying it, but just to boil it down, there are scenes. Where Jack will be like, I'm not going to do that. And Blackbeard will be like, you have to do it. And Jack will come back with, well, you wouldn't make your daughter do it. And Blackbeard goes, you think I'm not evil enough that I wouldn't make my daughter do it? I could make my daughter do it. And Jack goes, oh, if you could make your daughter do it, I guess that means I should do it. There's about four scenes that play out that way where you're each time you're like, why the fuck are we wasting minutes on this? And then she's also saying, I will do it. It's yeah, like, he's like, no, no, don't do it. Jack Sparrow will do it. Yeah, but then she's like, she's like, but you knew which ones were loaded, right, Father? And he's like, yeah, of course, of course. Voodoo, Which what happens if Jack just yeah. shoots her in the face or whatever? Like, what yeah. do we do now? Right, right. Who are you going to get your extra years but, from, Blackbeard? What are you doing? Yeah, but eventually, yeah. He's so that he's like, and then he's like, well, I, will I survive if I throw and if I go off there? And then the quartermaster throws the voodoo doll after. He's like, I guess you will. And so then he jumps, and then he goes and here's, he goes to I get like. the chalices. When yeah. he throws the voodoo doll off the cliff, Johnny Depp goes, "Oops!" That's like the very silly <laughs> that was scream. very funny. And yeah. then he repeats the scream when he, <laughs> when jumps, he jumps off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a nice little bit. But voodoo so he gets to Ponce de Leon's ship, and who is there waiting? But in the darkness, in the he literally side. just walks forward out of the shadows. Yeah. You're like, Hello. What are you doing? And <laughs> well, then we when find Jack out he was lunges a, he, at him, he says, like, we can't move because if we move. Like, yeah, there's a whole yes, bit where the ship is doing, balanced. Because yeah. the ship is like absurd. on like a cliff or like pinned yeah, between right. some rocks or something. 
basically Barbosa has been perfectly balanced. No wind, yeah. no nothing. No birds, right. yeah, no nothing. Uh-uh. This reminded me of, of of our favorite movie Uncharted. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lo- lost. I got a lot of lost out of yeah. this. Sure. Uh-huh. But as we find out, Barbosa was waiting there for Blackbeard because he thought Blackbeard would be the one to get the chalices. And obviously, I guess we can reveal... Barbosa's yeah, plan Barbosa. is that he's trying to get revenge against Blackbeard because Blackbeard is the one who so basically Blackbeard's been going around and capturing other pirate ships and putting them we forgot to mention he's shrinking them down and putting them in these bottles. Right. Uh and so he he came upon the Black Pearl, you know, took it over, uh and put it in a bottle. Barbosa lost his leg in that fight. So Barbosa mm-hmm. is trying to get revenge for him taking the Black Pearl and losing his leg. But, but Jacob, motivation. he yeah. does say later, you're so right that he has enough bottles to make an armada. That's what Mr. Gibbs will say at the end. Yeah. Now, why was he doing that? He is just attacking <laughs> other ships to get well, them off the seas because one of them might have a one-legged man on board? Oh, That's wow. a good question. It's never really said why he's collecting all these ships. He just and again, man can't have a hobby? How is he doing it? Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, Mike, obviously it is just a joke on ships in a bottle. And yeah. again, yeah. you see the screenwriters going like, we wrote Shrek. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we will put in here whatever we want to put in here. Sure. What is pirate stuff? Blackbeard, ships in a bottle, fucking <laughs> voodoo, Leon, mermaids, voodoo. Like it is such <laughs> yeah. a weird, like crossing. Yeah. Eh, boy. Yeah, and again, the idea is that because Blackbeard can control his ship with voodoo powers, that he can overtake any ship because no ship can stand a chance against this ship because, um, because the ropes could could come alive if you were on the ship. Yeah, what if he captured the? Yeah, does he have? I think that's what Barbosa says, right? Is that he gets caught with the rope, but then he cuts off his own leg to get away, and that's why he lost the leg. Mm. Yo, I missed all that. That's awesome. <laughs> I did again, not. Yeah. That's cool. Show that. Like, that's your opening yeah. of the movie. Is Barbosa losing yes. the pearl? You establish yes, a villain. That would be Mike. No, that instead would we be just get this fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I feel like they wanted the it to be this mystery of like, why is Barbosa they, working for England and all this? Stuff. What they want it to be, Jacob, is once again you when you set these narratives up. If you have these payoff after these long film stories, where you're like. A whole arc ended after three movies. Typically, that means our characters have a resolution or they're at a height of success or, you know, something is paid off. When mm-hmm. you tell a new story, you want to get them back to their lowest so you can get them to new heights again. Yeah. Right. But the 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 wiping of the board of this one where you're like, Jack Sparrow's a loser again. Fuck Jack Sparrow. Hector Barbosa, he's got this, yes, I agree with you, interesting kind of background story that isn't utilized or developed or shown enough for this whole movie. And since it sets them on separate planes of existence that they're kind of against each other, mm-hmm. you don't have time to develop it. If it had yeah. started with the loss and you're already – I mean, if you're going to this movie, you've seen a trailer, you know Barbosa is going to be in it. You're not me and Mike – Ten years after this thing came out, right, like, right. oh, Barbosa's in this? That's fucking wild. You know it is. So just pay that off. Have yeah. the first scene be him against Blackbeard. That helps set up Blackbeard as a really big fucking threret that he Bring wiped around, the board boys. of the first yeah. villain off. I think, yes. 
That would be battle. a way better as a cold open instead of what the cold open of this movie, where it's like a random Spanish it's, guy. It's a Spanish guy gets scared. It's yeah. like the opening of yeah. this movie. Have Barbosa yeah. get washed up. That's who they get. It's like, you know, after yes! the battle. Barbosa you know? missing the, the leg. Black Pearl what to Blackbeard. I totally yeah. agree. That would be he a has very to stoop to beg Jack to Sparrow for help. I have to. Yes. F- that's how that low would I've be come. Wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That all makes. But anyway, more sense. we didn't write this movie. You're 100 percent right. Because we the first time we see again the, no. the payoff of Blackbeard is that um, basically Jack Sparrow thinks, "Oh, Black, this isn't really Blackbeard's ship. <laughs> Blackbeard's not on this <laughs> ship. This is bullshit." Yeah. yeah, and then he comes out of his cabin, and that's the first time we see Blackbeard, and that's kind of the reveal. But, but it doesn't make twist. any sense. Yeah, because he's like, "I knew you were on here, and I wanted to talk to you, and I knew right. this was the only way." And Blackbeard's mm-hmm. like, "Ah, begrudging respect, of course." Jack Sparrow always two steps ahead, two right? Steps that's ahead. his thing. Yeah. Unless he's just improvising. Throw on the black pearl. That's what should have happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't Davy Jones have a similar, or he had just had like crazy big cannon type things, or he had he just had a rotating cannon. He had a kraken. Yeah. He had a kraken, kraken, but the the helm had a cool. I wanted it to shoot like a fucking laser. I wanted it to like obliterate stuff in this. The fact that it's a flame that's basically twelve inches long that they have to have the little (laughs) longboat basically be like parked next to the front of the ship for the tiny flamethrower to even hit it. I was like, this looks terrible. You didn't get the special effects there. Cut this. You're never going to reference it again. Mm -hmm. Cut this. It doesn't matter. I will be interested to see. So Barbosa at the end of this movie is now captaining Queen Anne's Revenge. There's no way. I genuinely don't remember. I I don't know. Yeah, no, there's not a chance. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. Like I remember scenes. I have images, flashes, but I know nothing in detail. Um, it's like, I want to say this. Yeah. I think Stephen Graham's in the next one. Mm. We'll find out. It's like yeah, but um, <laughs> this suffers from the same problem at World's Ended, where it's like we have characters on different boats not interacting until the final act. They're just kind of yes, hanging out doing their own a shit. Huge issue in this movie, Mike. That yeah. is a so they're huge trying to make problem. It, I feel like they they're trying to make the it this one. like madcap dash to get to the fountain of youth and everyone's kind of doing their it's kind of like a cannibal cannonball run or something right they're all yes. trying to get somewhere there is a bit of a rat race or a, yeah. yes uh, yeah uh, yes you're but totally the problem right. is they're Calling just not interacting would be funny because it's pirate <laughs> yeah. but but oh, <laughs> and i made a wacky reference or wacky racers reference on one of these episodes i mm-hmm. think in like the first one we did because of something but like if you do that if you choose to do that again narratively What's so fun about that is occasionally the cuts to the other parties where it's like, what kind of crazy shit are the Spaniards getting into on this yeah. uh, voyage or the Brits? But the mm-hmm. fact that it's really Jeffrey Rush one time being like, oh, there's the Spaniards. Uh, everybody oh, they don't even gets care. They don't even look at us. <laughs> they don't even give a shit. We're fucking nothing to them. And we yep. never see it again. You're like, Until the end. well. It's yeah. almost like all of this is so underdeveloped, which is really just – it's the main word we're using this whole time. Mm-hmm. How a movie can take four years to get made, it can be the jewel of the studio. They want it to be made. They put all their chips going, we have to nail another Pirates. Jacob's saying like, we have to nail the first solo Johnny Pirates. Like this isn't even just – we're not even just doubling down to do this one movie. This oh, is going to be the start to a Johnny's next franchise yeah. of the three pirate movies he's going to do solo. The oh, fact 100%. that they undercook it, you just mm-hmm. go like, how? And how? they did want this to be 
the start of a new trilogy with Johnny Depp and all this stuff. This was the the future of the franchise yeah. lay on this movie. Uh, and somehow, I mean, they did make a fifth one, but obviously, right. you know, Not nothing sixth. after that. So, so um, you want to yeah. make a movie where you're exploring the Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, give him stuff to do. I know he had a lot of input, Penelope Cruz, but, you know, not to, you know, like my own pitch, but imagine a movie, you know, have them managing the dynamics in their relationship of, you know, I took the shit from you and this, like the, him and Barbosa's relationship, like that's how that's oh, that, you present for Jack. That's an interesting absolutely. Business. And what did I say was my favorite part of this movie? Jack mm-hmm. and Barbosa teaming up for that limited amount How of time. Did they that should have been the that. whole movie. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the third one with the resurrection of Jack, obviously what that movie becomes, because we talked about it, is mm-hmm. isn't it cool that we finally figured out how to get all your characters on one ship? And yeah. it was. It was very cool mm-hmm. how you don't then just go, okay, well, that formula worked for that one. Let's – again, I'm using the word develop – Let's fucking figure out how to really do it for the next one because we got to cement that they're partners or we've got to cement right. that you know, this dynamic works together. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you double down on. You well, don't just again the, go like, let's just kind of figure it out one more time where they're just rivals and enemies again. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of what this movie becomes in the third act, but it takes so long to get there where it's like they have this odd couple buddy cop dynamic where they're like, they have similar goals at times. They kind of hate each other, but they're kind of friends kind of thing. Like that mm-hmm. dynamic could have been expanded on for the whole movie. Instead, Barbosa is just off separate for for like the first two thirds of this movie. And I'm sure like it's Gavin Johnny Ted. who's coming in and yeah. saying like, but the audience is really going to love like 40 minutes of humor of this is going to be Captain Jack Sparrow's the cabin boy now. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, no, no. So they all so so Jack and, and Barbosa have this scene. They get the chal- they realize that the Spanish now have the chalices and they're like, okay, let's team up. We're gonna fucking trick Blackbeard eventually. We're gonna go get the chalices from the Spanish camp. We're gonna have this little side mission, and then you can go uh wait for Blackbeard at the Fountain of Youth to get your revenge, Barbosa, and I'll kind of lead him there and we'll, we'll work together. Right? Brilliant. Um they have this little mini adventure. They they get the chalices from the Spanish. They end up getting captured by the Spanish. They're tied up for a minute. That's where he had this funny scene where he unscrews his leg. He's got That's right. some rum in there, right? That's uh, great. Of course. Jack's like, I want one of those. Yep, yep. Um, Sneak it into and the then <laughs> This one dumb yeah, trick. Yeah, they escape. Cut off your leg. <laughs> I don't uh, remember how they get out of this. I don't remember what it looks like when they find those chalices on the ship. Like all of this is gone already. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, yeah, they get the chalices from, from the Spanish. They, they're tied up and then they have that, that's that heart to heart scene where Barbosa is telling him the story of how the black sparrow got or the black sparrow, um, mm-hmm. the black pearl got captured. Uh, what does he and- double down on? Does he not like that? Jack says when you lost the ship, it wasn't lost. It was taken. Is that is that what he fires back with? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Jack's like, okay, well, if you really want to get revenge, I'll get out of here. He climbs up the the tree that he, the palm That's tree that right. he's attached yes. to. Yes. Okay, kind of, that is cool. And also, the British people come and rescue Barbosa anyway. Does he do um, Ethan Hunt? He does a Mission Impossible. Yeah, he does yeah. a Mission Impossible. He kind of uses the tree as a slingshot at one point, he's doing oh, some yeah, Jack Sparrow he does stuff. Do a slingshot. Yeah. 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 Um. He goes back to Blackbeard. Um, you know, they lead him to the Fountain of Youth. They end up at the Fountain of Youth. Everyone's there. Um, Blackbeard 
or, or Barbosa is lying in wait with his his British guys. Um, he's like, Blackbeard, I'm going to get revenge against you. Remember me? Um, mm-hmm. There's a big standoff. Then the Spanish show up and they're like, fuck all you. We're smashing these chalices, this pagan water, right? Catholics forever. Which if they <laughs> had this whole time, this whole time, they should have just melted them down. Like once they got them. Well, yeah. Why did you bring them? Yeah. Look at what I got. They brought them and just barely smashed them and then kind of like toppled some rocks and stuff at the fountain of youth and said, eh, <laughs> yeah. that'll do it. <laughs> and, then, and then leave. <laughs> um, so but there's this scene where, where Barbosa is like challenging Blackberry. He's like, let's fight. And then basically the two sides are about to fight. Jack Sparrow's like, wait, 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 wait. Maybe these two guys could just fight and then the rest of us don't have to fight. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. But then they just he, fight anyway. He's yeah. like, these, he, this guy was the captain and we're doing all his work. Like, what's even the point of this? Then let's just let that match it out. Everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he's pointing out the flaw in the script. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, well, he really is. There's this big climactic Should, fight scene. In the meantime, our missionary has it. been basically just making puppy dog eyes at a fish. And truly, she <laughs> says three lines. It's like, yeah. I didn't mean to trick you. And she's like, wasn't nice or something like that. He's like, I know. Like, mm-hmm. like, Again, the scene where he's like, she has a name. Yeah. And Blackbeard's like, oh, okay. Well, what is it? And he's like, <laughs> uh, Serena. Serena. Did you just make that up or did she tell you that? Because I don't <laughs> right. remember. Serena. I don't remember telling you. Yeah. Okay. You saw her sisters like eat people. <laughs> like he even says like, he says, he says this line about like, you must be made in God's image. You're not some like foul beast or he says something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of God's creatures kind of head ass. Yeah. yeah You're truly like yeah. God's creatures. Um, yeah. But then they tie her up kind of because they want her tear and they're going to kill her. And then when they get the tear, they trick. Okay. We forgot about this part. Oh, yeah. They trick her by thinking that they killed this dude. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, they didn't kill me. Um, and then she te- she cries finally because she cries tears of joy because she they knew that they would never get tears of sorrow from her so they got tears of joy and it was right. all a trap. Yeah, that's none of that right. made sense either, right? But no, because their love is so strong, you know, that she was so happy to see him again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and let's let's just spoil. It's so <laughs> it is. So their ending is he gets wounded and she just. I mean, it's basically Splash. I mean, she just takes him down to, you assume, Atlantis? She literally yeah. swims off with him, and then we never see them again. So it's unclear right. even what happened. But <laughs> like, wouldn't he, he drown? able to breathe under there? <laughs> That's yeah. what I was wondering. But they or leave her for dead. Con? Did she just kill him like all the other mermaids? Yeah. Well, if he uses the tear, does he maybe turn into a mermaid? Anything's possible. <laughs> In these movies? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? She can, sure. her tail can turn into legs when she's on on land, I guess. So anything's yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah. It's splash. That's what happens <laughs> to splash, Jacob. Yeah, being ridiculous right now. Uh, <laughs> man. Um, but she does. She does have one more purpose in the final act, where she comes back and gives them the chalices back because they, they uh, threw them yes, in the water. That's right. Um, all that is stupid, but who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. Eventually, it comes down to Barbosa and Blackbeard fighting. Barbosa poisoned his sword with the poison of the of the frog that he caught mm-hmm. earlier. Check out frog squeeze <laughs> right all over. Yeah. <laughs> and so essentially, if you're cut at all Just with this sword, you're going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. So he finally lands a cut on 
uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard's like, oh shit, I better drink some of that water before I die. Now, poison Penelope was Cruz his gets cut too. One leg. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Penelope Cruz gets cut. His daughter. So Jack takes the chalices. You know, does the thing, put the tear in, and everything. And he's. He, this is so incredibly obvious when he's like, "Oh, yeah. Blackbeard, <laughs> you want to use the chalice to save your daughter, right? This That's one, what you're doing." Blackbeard's yeah. like, "Yeah, chalices, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right." He's like, "This one saves. This one takes away. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Let me take the save one real quick. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so obvious what Jack is doing." <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, he has the, he has the chance to redeem himself one more time and save his daughter, as any parent would do for their child. Sacrifice yourself for your child, who's much younger than you, has much longer to live in life. You're an old mm-hmm. man who's who's done a lot of things in life. Oh, yeah, you're a seventy year old <laughs> Irish character actor, and your daughter is a forty year old Spanish lady. <laughs> yeah. What? I guess the implication is that he was with a Spanish woman at some point. But there's, but there's, but there's also so much back and forth. There's this rug pulling that Jack does the entire time, where he's like, "You, Angelica, you lied. He's not your father." And she's like, "No, I lied by telling the, the truth." The twist of the twist of what I told you about the twist. Yeah, like the twist is he is my dad. Oh, or again, you're I like. I'm sure this is just like the character stuff that like, like I'm sure she was like, well, this is good. This is a character. This is why I'll take this role, but it really isn't. I mean, it has no bearing on this. It doesn't mean anything. Like you do understand it's a little bit of her motivation and the other stuff that we didn't talk about of like Jack leaving her at a nunnery or a church because they were about to get married. Like you hear all this stuff and you're like, this means nothing. It means nothing. No, she, do they have chemistry is all I was going to ask. No. No. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because, well, I'll talk about it in my quiz, but um, don't mm-hmm. want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't get ahead uh, of yourself. She tells Jack that she told Blackbeard that she's her his daughter, but she's not really. But she was lying when she said that because she is actually Blackbeard's daughter. So she was lying by telling the truth. And then Jack's they like, need a Mori on this that's boat. very good. But does, <laughs> <laughs> but does Blackbeard, like, does that ever come up to, like, change his heartstrings or any choice he's making like all that is no. flurious information because yes it's important for these two characters but does it ever at any point change what angelica or jack are doing honestly i can just see johnny no, not really i thought it was important that jack had a history with her so you're know, like i could yeah. see this being johnny yeah Beth, like actually it makes her a very interesting character because she's actually related to the villain and you're like, right, but she's also the villain. And you're like, it's kind well, of trying to show, knows. like, oh, they're like, she's like mm-hmm. a female Jack. Like, she's two steps ahead. She's double crossing everyone. She's got her own motives, just like Jack. And it's like, yeah, but her, it doesn't make any sense. Like, anything she's doing. But you doing. also really want to double down on how pious and religious she is. So yeah. maybe that is a lie. And maybe the last scene of this movie tells us that, that literally she is pulling these tricks, Jacob, and he is yeah. one step ahead of her finally. Right. But again, you're like, well, what a weird, inconsistent character that the whole time you made me believe she was one way and really she can just act however she wants whenever the screenwriter just wants well, her to act however. Barbosa. Yes. Her character is very inconsistent because she's constantly – like she has all these scenes with Blackbeard where Blackbeard does something bad and she's like very concerned about killing innocent people and that kind of <laughs> thing. So you're you like, made me bring <laughs> that preacher on board. What did you say? You begged me to save his life so he could yeah. save my soul. <laughs> because he's a religious <laughs> man. Like, why did she even do that? Yeah, yeah. but if she's just yeah. a con, 
if she's a con woman kind of like Jack Sparrow, she, is she even religious at all? Or is that just an act that she's putting on? Right. It's kind of unclear. Um, so she is kind of just whatever the writers want we. to be. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, but she gets cut by the blade. So they're both going to die. Jack does the whole thing. It's obviously a switcheroo. So he tricks uh, Blackbeard, in, who immediately grabs the cup he thinks is going to save him and says, save me, my daughter. And drinks the one that kills mm-hmm. him instead, saving <gasps> saving Angelica, um, who's very mad at Jack Sparrow for doing that too. And it's like, lady, your dad wanted you it's to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, like he was saying it <laughs> to your face. You saw his bad behavior. Now, Mike, yeah. didn't you want him to turn into a uh, a skeleton, almost <laughs> like the cup of Christ? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the uh, raiders. You know, I wanted his skeleton to be ripped off by the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a lot like Last her, Crusade. Yeah. It's a lot like you. Last Crusade. It yeah, took yeah, yeah. Mike saying that for me to realize <laughs> that a lot of this movie is a lot. Because there's also the weird father stuff. Like the, yep. you know. And, and it's she's like, the, Jack she's like the German lady that's like, we don't know if she's bad or good. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Ilsa. Ilsa. Come on. You just yeah. needed a flashback. Let it go. Had too. <laughs> which maybe we'll yeah. get a flashback one day maybe right yeah. um so essentially we we're ending our movie with um jack saves angelica and then leaves her on a stranded island similar kind of a throwback to uh the earlier sea movies turtles. yes uh oh this is the shipping lane some, some ship will be by later. someone will yes blah 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 and if they don't you can just yeah. whatever right with one bullet yep Meanwhile, um, Barbosa. I'm breaking a check. <laughs> right. She oh, yeah, tries she's trying to do cons. all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. She tries to seduce and him, all this stuff. Like, you yeah. bitch, you <laughs> brought me on this boat. I'm, we've been all these dirty people. I've been sailing for four weeks. We haven't had sex in months. It's, it's not. What are you even trying to pull on me? Yeah. She's, she's got to pull out all the stops. She's desperate. I get it, what they're going for, but it's so dumb. Right. Meanwhile, Barbosa has now taken control of the Queen Anne's Revenge. But before that, because Jack was thinking ahead, he sent Gibbs to to the boat to take all the ships in a bottle, including the Black Pearl. So now he has possession of the Black Pearl. They just have to figure out how to make it, you know, big again. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. When this movie is small conversations, this ending conversation between Gibbs is such a perfect crystallization of that. The fact that this movie ends with two people just going like, well, what do we do now? We got to do this thing. Well, what else is that thing? You do a weird thing and do a weird thing and do a weird thing. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Cut to black. And you're like, they walk off into the sunset. What? <laughs> but it's not, but you could end your movie with a small action thing or lines that, you know, set up what the theme of your entire movie was that, that pay off what the, the two hours you just sat here to watch this. And instead it's just, it's just more random gibberish. That's fun, I guess. Again, if you're a big fan of this franchise, but really, it's just so pandering. This this yeah. movie is so fucking pandering to the lowest denominator of what you like about these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're like, yeah, you like this, you like that. We're gonna put all this stuff in, um, but yeah, it just it's it's trying too hard and not trying hard enough at the same time. Somehow, yeah, they're like, what, what do we need? Magic villain, uh, weird uh, supernatural crew. Um, mcguffins you know people like, double okay. crossing each other double crosses yeah. people love double crosses yeah i do that it's like come on they don't say parlay they at one point jeffrey <laughs> rush say says parlay. his his ship attacked 
without offering parlay. But that's yeah. all they say. Because mm-hmm. Blackbeard's all about no quarter and just taking yes. no prisoners. Did we get savvy? Yeah. Savvy? No, I don't think so. I don't, think I don't, so. Think I don't remember it. I don't think so. We got uh, okay. I hate that monkey when uh, you see uh, the miniature twice. ship has the miniature monkey on it. Um, I need, you need a goat. <laughs> you need a man who can play the trumpet and a guy who goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pandering. Okay. I also Jacob, mention, it, cuts to, it cuts to the yeah. Barbosa. I just want to say real quick mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he's re pirating up. He has stolen this twinky little cabin boy <laughs> who was on the Queen Anne's Revenge. Who Who's I guess scrum? now you're just like, no, not even Scrum. He the the what other happened to Scrum? Did he like, go with Barbosa? I, I can't even remember. <laughs> I think he must have because it's just I think he Mr. did because like oh yeah. he's the captain of the Queen Anne's Revenge now. I guess we're his crew and they all go off together. Right, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it just it made me laugh that it just Barbosa is like, come on, you idiots, get on here. Yeah, you're my crew now. They all died in the in the climactic fight scene. Also, the British people all died, and Barbosa could not give less of a shit. And at one point, the British guy falls on him. He's like, "Get off me!" (laughs) He's like, "That guy saved you earlier. You don't even care." But this is the goat. Um, (laughs) um, Is this the worst one? I think so. I think I've been saying that on the early episodes. I remember liking five more than this one, and I hope that that is the case <laughs> yeah i'm hoping that. so too well i mean I was, what did you think mike first time viewer just did you go into it thinking it was gonna be good i know i'd heard i've heard tales that it was the worst one in the series <laughs> but um I, when i with that opening scene with jack like i'm like this is where i begin actually disliking this character like I'm running yeah. out of patience Agreed. for him. Yep. Yeah, the Jack hijinks were way too much, and it started with like that 20 minute chase where he's like inconsequential because he just gets yeah. caught anyway. When when yeah. we're having the characters we love do Bugs Bunny playing other character stuff, it's over. Yeah. It's yeah. over. But what's mm-hmm. worse, him dressing as a judge or him dressing as a, a voodoo chieftain? I think in the next one he dresses as a woman, so I'm gonna go ahead and preemptively say can't that wait, one. can't wait. Yeah, great. Oh man, yeah, I I, I don't like it. I didn't think it was gonna be good, and it just it's it was shocking because the third one didn't make an, enough money. That's why they kind of put it on hold for a bit. And the fact that this is the same skeleton structure of like yeah. different people going to a common goal on separate ships, never together in one scene, and they just did that again with a new coat of paint that's faded already. I don't know. Well, do you guys like that because they had the idea to do the whole Fountain of Youth with Blackbeard from when they were making At World's End. So do you like those ingredients just done better or would you rather have them done something completely different? I mean, Colin, I'll throw it to you after this, but like I pitched, open with the Black Pearl getting attacked by Blackbeard. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then anyways, but But like these concepts could have worked like the Fountain of Youth could have been interesting. But that's Mm -hmm. but that's everything. I mean, that's what we've been talking about since the first film ended. It's like literally it's like I like all the elements in all these movies to go back to it. And the second one where we're like, ooh, this is bloating up a lot. And that's kind of the weakness of that film where you're like, that's strange. And the third one being so melancholy, certainly this one coming into it, I thought. Well, it's not going to have any of that. So they'll refine it, I guarantee, and go back to what made the first one work. And the fact that it's so opposite 
and that there's almost nothing likable in this movie or anything of of the 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 charm and shine from those first three transferred over to this one that's horrifying to me the, yeah. the peaks of this movie are like not even at the valleys of the others it's the, like, no. like you can you can argue that something was better than other things in this yes. movie but to compare it to the other three you can't yeah right Two things I want to mention before we move on to the dead man's quiz. Oh, yeah. Um, Blackbeard, I was disappointed because they did his, his his traditional look with the braided beards. They did do that. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't do his most famous thing, which is that he would wear like smoking wicks in his beard to like Matches. scare people. And he would have smoke coming off of him and stuff. Yeah. They never did that in this movie. That would have been so easy to like. When he's got a flamethrower on his boat, smoking yeah. beard. Wow. Fuck, dude. The first emergence out when he finally leaves his captain quarters, it should be backlit. This yeah. guy looks like a monster. This right. is the devil. <laughs> and instead, a very skinny, very small little Irishman <laughs> walks yeah. out. And you think like oh, he wasn't as intimidating as he should be, oh, and no. I couldn't oh, I couldn't not see him as Al Swearengen from Deadwood. Yes. I was like, why is Al Swearengen here? Cocksucker, you <laughs> cocksucker! Um, yeah, you have an opportunity. Speak of the devil, and he will find you. They're doing a mutiny, and then the fucking door, like you said, Colin. It's like all there, the poetry and like the symbolism. And they just fucking yeah, don't do it. Just the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to mention: this is a random fun fact, but I thought this was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, at one point, Barbosa says, I am the master of my fate. Um, that is a quote from the, uh, poem Invictus, right? By William, uh, Ernest Henley, the poet, uh, you guys know this poem Invictus, Mm -hmm. um, famous poem. The last two lines are, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now this, I want to bring this up for two reasons. Number one, William Ernest Henley, the poet who wrote that was also a uh, lost his leg. He was a one, one-legged man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Robert Louis Stevenson, his friend, based the character of Long John Silver in Treasure, Treasure Island mm-hmm. off of his friend William You Ernest almost Hill. said Treasure Planet. I <laughs> wow. saw it in your eyes. You <laughs> Treasure Planet. A plosive was forming, yeah. Robert yeah. Louis Stevenson's Treasure Planet. So that's like a weird, deep reference of having Barbosa say, I am the master of my fate. The other reason I want to bring that's up cool. is that I have that quote tattooed on my body. Oh, yeah. That's right. Do. I am the master that's of my fate. Perfect. I am the captain of my soul. That's why you've pitched the pirates. I love it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's no, that's all right. What commercial <laughs> was that in like 10 years ago where they, you know, oh, I don't know. had a poet reading that out? It, it's yeah. hitting me so it's very hard famous right now, but I poem. can't see it. It was like Levi jeans, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Damn those you commercialization of poems. Yeah. No, but I got it as a tribute from my uncle who sadly passed away mm. uh, over 15 years ago now, but uh, it was his favorite poem. So I got it in remembrance of him and it's always been That's a cool. quote that I like. So I wanted to mention that. That's really that nice. And the so YouTube, stuff you stuff check is it cool out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool fact though. So anyway, maybe we can jump into our, dead man's quiz but just sorry real quick yeah I am gonna <laughs> before we die off the back of this dvd again oh, the yeah. fact that this says suggested by the novel by tim powers on stranger tides jacob yeah. it would be like if somebody was like there's a character with one leg in this based suggested based on the novel by robert louis stevenson <laughs> treasure island mm-hmm. that's just i have to think it's it the that it's craziest credit ever yeah yes. 
it's got to be for like rights reasons of like obviously this guy Tim Power need to be compensated in some way. It's literally them going, "We we love your title. We love <laughs> yeah. like five things from your book. Can we give you a little bit money to own those things?" Yeah, He's like it's I don't own as... mermaids. And they're like, <laughs> "We know, but the words stranger tides and right. mermaids on stranger we tides legally have you Blackbeard <laughs> with voodoo powers. Yeah, <laughs> protagonist named Jack." So um, crazy, but it's not strong enough for based on. It's just suggested no. by. <laughs> suggested. By. Yeah, you take the ingredients uh, and put Jack Sparrow in it, and we'll see right. what happens. Yeah, that's essentially what they did. But it's the only one of these movies that's actually based on a book or some other source rather than just generic pirates. pirate media. So yeah. Jeez. Well, that's that's not going to be on the quiz clearly because no. we just gave it. This is the only pirate movie based on a source. But yeah, let's do it. Let's walk the plank. I'm very excited for this. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we are going to move on to our next segment. Now, Jacob, you called it Dead Man's Quiz. I want to say, isn't this... On quizzer tides, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And what There's do you guys think of this title that we, we need, uh... though? Isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Pirates of the Caribbean, like That's Dead Man's right. Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's it. Pirates of the Caribbean on quizzer tides. Yeah. Um, oh man. And let me ask you, what Trademark. do you think of this subtitle? Because what, we've we've talked about it on each of these. Yeah, good question. You know, Honestly, you know, I would like if it was called Netflix. Treasure Island. If it was called Pirates of the Caribbean Treasure Island, I think that would be better. Cutthroat Island. But then you would Cutthroat think, oh, is it going to have like Long John Silver and stuff in it? It's going to have the black right, spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's only they suggested by Treasure yeah. Island, though. <laughs> it's <laughs> only suggested by Robert Louis Stevenson. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind it. Um, I guess it's cooler it's... than At World's End. It's just, I don't know, there's something about On yeah. Stranger Tides. Of the fourth and fifth movies, I do like the name of this one better than the fifth name, which I'll talk about next month, because the fifth name, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I just think it's too similar to Dead Man's Chest, and that's Correct. always it's annoying called, me. Salazar's Revenge. Tales, Salazar's <laughs> Revenge would be a better name. Salazar's Revenge. Now, my issue with it is, and kind of the same with At World's End, On Stranger Tides, doesn't that pitch to you guys that a location is going to be like the thrust of the movie it's like we have to get to atlantis or well that's the fountain of youth yeah or like yeah yeah i guess go to peru the fountain of youth is the stranger tides yeah essentially well they gotta get the mermaids those are strange tides yeah i don't i have no sense of geography in this it doesn't feel like they're not in the caribbean even though they're technically not no no, yeah. well, fun At one fact, point, this... it, well, real yeah. quick, Barbosa says, well, we ran into Blackbeard off of the coast of España. <laughs> that really yeah. made me laugh. I was like, wow, they're, they're fucking shipping out to Spain at this point. Like, they're well, obviously, they start in England and then yeah. they go south to somewhere in South America. I would have to because it's all about, you know, conquistadors, you know, Ponce de Leon and that kind of thing. We're yeah, you assume conquistadors to South America. Like that. Yeah. But fun fact, and this isn't on my quiz, but it's a, yes. one of the facts that I read as I was preparing. This was the only. This was the first movie. The first three movies did shoot in the Caribbean. This movie shot in Hawaii. 
Oh, as well okay. as London and other places. So yeah, uh, but, it doesn't look that different. I mean, I wouldn't have noticed that. Yeah, so, that's fine. All right, yeah. well, let's do quiz it. time. Quiz time. Quiz time. You all know the rules, normies, or if you don't, you know it's very easy. True or false? Uh, these guys are holding up fingers, one for true, two for false, and uh, yeah, that's how we do it. Yep, You're at the uh, pod rats of the Caribbean. That's right. Dead man's um, stranger answers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and this one will be good. I've got some, hopefully some good ones. Um, I'm ready. All right. I'm There's trivia for this movie? That is shocking. <laughs> it is. It's surprisingly, I, I always think I'm going to have a hard time coming up with questions. And sometimes I have a harder time than others. But um, yeah, there's some interesting ones for this one. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Question one. Okay. Megan's hotter than Penelope. <laughs> false. <laughs> um, Megan Penelope. Who? Who's that? Is that what was the sister's name? From who was the stand-in for Penelope? Oh, oh, oh yeah, Monica. Uh, Monica Cruz. Monica. Yeah. Monica. Monica Cruz. Sorry. Yes. Monica I did read where Monica Cruz. It seems like she's just like a less successful Penelope Cruz in terms of like she's a Spanish actress as well, but just not as well known. Kind of looks mm. like Penelope Cruz, but a little bit different. Has um, she ever done anything mainstream in North America before? I'd, I'd wonder. I don't think so. It seems like mostly Spanish language stuff, which Penelope Cruz has done, you know, Spanish language stuff as well as English stuff. Um, Alma Dovar hasn't discovered that he has like another, that she has another. Right. You think they would make a movie together or something. Yeah. You'd be like, (laughs) well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always weird when you find out like, like Vin Diesel has a twin that like does his stand in sometimes and stuff like that. Yeah. When an actor has a less successful uh sibling. sibling that looks like them you know mm-hmm. um but all right question number one a jack sparrow impersonator walked on the set one day true or false hmm. i'm prepared yeah his name was johnny depp i'm locked in all right three two one reveal true true two that is true the guards did not think to ask for id because he looked so much like Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow that they're like, this is obviously Johnny Depp. Was right? he typically driving to set already in makeup? You'd have to wonder for those guards. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, sure. he's just, he's running behind today. So he fully dressed up as Jack Sparrow at home. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Come in here. He, he, he I will say about the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say one thing about Johnny Depp, whatever bad things he may have done. I don't know all the details. One good thing you can say about him is that he notoriously does do a lot of like make make a wish type things where he dresses as Jack Sparrow, visits sick children in the hospital and that kind of thing. So he does that a lot. So good on him for that. Yeah. And um, this is, the reason I said true, and I think Colin too, that we're 2011. There's been enough time that people have nailed this character impersonation wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. walk down the Hollywood is, Boulevard. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was really about to say. There's, <laughs> they're yeah. convincing you enough. Guarantee Times Square, there are impersonators out there. Yeah, Yeah. damn good. Yeah, it's an easy look to do if you look kind of like Johnny Depp. (laughs) Also, Um, listeners, these two refuse to also cover Epic Movie, which I have (laughs) thrown out there, which does star one of the SNL cast members, Daryl Hammond, as Jack Sparrow. Oh wow, should have to cover that. But just like a a Jack Sparrow that let him will eventually run out of movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. All right. Question number two. 
Barbosa was originally going to die after exacting his revenge on Blackbeard in this movie. True or false? He was going to mm. die at the end of this movie. God, he's right. getting up there in years. I'm locked right. in. Uh, yeah, I'm locked in. Three, two, one, reveal. True? True. Two trues. I got you. That was false. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I think I did the same exact question last movie too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it been it's easy to think that Jeffrey Rush would be done with this franchise at some point. I'm very like happy a Harrison to hear that Ford, he's not. Like, yeah. just kill me off in this one. Please. And then he gives the pearl I don't to Jack. Be Han <laughs> or the ship. Yeah, yeah. give him the pearl. Mm-hmm. No, he comes back in the next one too. No, instead mm-hmm. he's reading other scripts in his trailer that he's like, "Hmm, the gods of <laughs> Egypt." You say <laughs> a two day yeah. shoot. <laughs> he's getting that like anthony hopkins across the lot oh yeah, yeah dog <laughs> hey, good for i would assume i would assume kenneth brana anthony hopkins jeffrey rush are all in a text chain called <laughs> old british sure. Malcolm McDowell. yeah yes yes <laughs> where they all say to each other who needs a million dollars this month because i just got, I got a new house i have to pay off yeah, three lines money. as Odin, and you know whoever wants it, it's it's up to you guys. And they go, oh, I'll take it this time. Can't believe we right. lost money playing to Kelsey Grammer. Well, that's like Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine and Jaws Four famously in an interview was like, "Have I ever seen Jaws Four? No, but I've seen the house that it paid for. It's yep, great, yep. lovely. Um, lovely. All right, next question. Speaking of old British actors, Bill Nye. Expressed interest in returning as Davy Jones. True or false? Who again who falls into in the a maelstrom? <laughs> yeah. I think is eaten by a dragon <laughs> at some point, maybe? Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, locked in. Yeah. Lock him in. Three, two, one, reveal. Going straight true on these answers. I'm on false. That was true. Oh, he wanted to come God. back. He's like, hey, maybe... You know, they're like, well, he did die, but he's like, well, yeah, but he could be like resurrected. You know, we've done it before, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately it didn't work out. Bill and I desperately going, but the sea goddess Calypso. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Do- yeah. It's All like, right. Doesn't everyone want to see Davy Jones versus Blackbeard? Come on. Yeah, everybody loves <laughs> Davy Jones. Come on. Well, this is a lesson that they will not learn because clearly they are obsessed with attempting to do that, as we'll yep. find out maybe next time. Yep. All right. Next question. Johnny Depp and Keith Richards tried to persuade Mick Jagger to make a cameo as a pirate elder in this movie. And I'm your Uncle Mick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True or oh, false? Oh, boy. This is not you. You one hundred percent guarantee that Paul McCartney's the next one. Yes, he's in the last okay. movie. I've okay. seen. I watched the scene he's in on YouTube recently because I was like, "What? What does he even do in this movie?" It's you great. Can't wait, I can't man. wait. I can't wait. Okay. Yes. Paul McCartney, a guy who notoriously is not like does not look like Keith Richards in a pirate. He's more. He's a you know Paul McCartney is a good looking kind of baby face guy. He doesn't really fit the pirate mold for me. But we'll talk about that next month. Yeah. yeah. Well, also just not a guy known for his charisma for acting. He's just like a guy who's like, no, no, no. I I never want to do that stuff. They're like, no, we yeah. gotta get you. In this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. What old British rock star can we get to cameo? Um, uh, yeah, I guess they tried to. Or sorry, three, two, one, reveal. Yeah, I was locked to true, true. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it, that is true. Yeah, they tried to yeah. uh, get Mick Jagger, and I guess it didn't work out. But 
Um, yeah. There you, you got to roll a stone, Jack. <laughs> now, I will say that would have bumped this box office. That would have been another $10 million easy. Oh, just having Mick Jagger. Jagger. Yes, I think if you if your movie truly, if you can say on the second week, by the way, the cameos have been spoiled. We have two Rolling Stones in this movie. That would have killed. That would be crazy if it's all just old rock stars. Even like like ACDC or anime. Not all England, but just like all the pirate console is just old rockers. (laughs) That's the Gallus Cooper. Mike, how is this franchise not big enough that the Council of Pirate Kings should have been all that in the third one? It shouldn't have been this silly guy with the funny voice or somebody else. It should have been Iggy Pop. Fucking, you know, the vampires of Hollywood is like a friend of Johnny Depp, right? Give us David Bowie if he was still alive at that time. That's the kind of people you just have there for one day. Yeah. Yes. David Bowie, who did do acting a bunch. So, yeah. Yes. Great. And where are they when Blackbeard's doing this? Why is the council not getting involved? Don't we have a cold? Anyway. Right. Maybe they're in bottles. (laughs) Maybe they did wonder this. The introduction of Blackbeard does ask some questions about how. You know, all the pirate lords and stuff like Blackbeard's not one of the eight pirate lords of right. the pirate council and all this stuff. Like he's a famous pirate, but OK. Yeah, um, but the Flying Dutchman, like literally uh, what's his name himself, Tentacle Beard. He was just a guy who wasn't a pirate lord. He just taught them magic tricks to capture a sea god. Like it seems right. like there are these ones where like you're not part of the bureaucracy because you're almost too mythical. <laughs> like you're still mm. out there doing shit. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Right. There's anti-establishment, like a true pirate. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Orlando Bloom almost had a cameo in this movie. As what? Well, he's the oh, new man. David Jones, right? As sure. <laughs> true or false? Uh, Orlando Bloom okay. almost had a cameo in this movie. I'm locked in. Lock I'm him in. in. Three, two, one. Reveal. I gotta say false. I went that. true. That is false. Oh, Colin's taking I lead. tricked you. There's no way. There's because he Orlando Bloom is just so crotchety at this point. He wouldn't have even he wouldn't have even accepted that offer. No, him and Kira Knightley both said, "Oh, we don't want to come back because we're trying to do other kinds of movies and stuff." At this point, I don't know mm-hmm. what movies Orlando Bloom is making. At this point, Gran Turismo, I guess. No, no. <laughs> in ten years, Mike, uh, Nate, have you watched that? He does yet? nothing until Gran Turismo, and yes, I have. <laughs> How is it? Not great. Okay, <laughs> it's Neil Blomkamp's worst film. Wow, mm. and he made Chappie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Um, he made Chappie. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen Chappie. Yet. Wasn't one of Davy Jones' uh, crew members a prawn? Fucking prawns. <laughs> uh, I would have liked that. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Next question. I'm getting you guys with some of these. What's the score? Yeah. It's it's um, Collins up by two. Ooh. Okay, yeah, it's like four to six, four to six. All right, this is a good question. Barbosa's ship, as when he's a privateer, the Providence, his British ship, mm. was portrayed by the HMS Surprise, the same ship that appeared in Master and Commander, Far Side of the World, captained by the fictional Captain Jack Aubrey, played by Russell Crowe. True or false? Oh, man. I'm, I'm locked in. Locked I'm locked in. in. Three, two, one, reveal. I did false again. Wow, that's true. Jesus, I'm getting Mike. Come on, that's too detailed to be false. I couldn't make that up. I thought it was going to be like, nope, it was actually the Star Trek ship. Gotcha. (laughs) No, but um, 
yeah, that the HMS Surprise, which is what it's called in Master and Commander, uh, it was bought by the Maritime Museum of San Diego from Fox Studios in 2004, and they retained the, her name from the movie HMS Surprise, and that became the ship that Barbosa captains in this movie. So, how do you get that to Hawaii? Do you actually just like pilot the ship? I would assume it's like in Uncharted when the sh- when it's like two helicopters yes. carrying the ship through the sky. Yeah, I would I would assume they <laughs> drop it in a jungle. <laughs> the same way they got King Kong to fight Godzilla. Yeah, a lot of helicopters. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I guess they ship it somehow. I um, I would almost wonder if it's like pulled or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's either towed. You know, maybe. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but that Star Trek ship, I believe. Did I say that was that was in one of the earlier ones? The ship that you was did. in. I believe you um, did. Yeah. Yeah. First contact. Because I believe Mike called it one of our our great maritime films. He's like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. When Worf gets promoted. On the <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Holodeck. Yeah. They just prank him. Man. <laughs> right. Um. All right. Colin's pulling away here. He is up by three. I'm going to put you in a bottle, Mike. Oh no! Here's another good one. Uh, Penelope Cruz's husband, Javier Bardem, was originally considered for Blackbeard in this movie. True or false? Boy, that would have been... I don't like this. A little incest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're my daughter, but you're also my wife. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How old are you? (laughs) How weird does he sound? Uh, I am locked in. Me too. Lock him in. Three, two, one. Reveal. I'm going to say false on that. That is true. Wow. That is true. That's and of course, he would go on to appear in the next movie. But I guess at that point, he would have been a younger Blackbeard. Bring me so- Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. And again, maybe we'll see him next week. Hint, hint. Right. Or next, next month. month. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, next month and next week. I, I oh, see. Yes. I apologize. Nice, nice. nice. So, um, yeah, so two more questions, and these are not true or false. These are sort of the extra credit or bonus oh, questions, if you will, but they're a uh, sort of a guess guess the answer type question. So I, so this is a little bit different oh. format, but these are interesting questions, I thought. So Colin's ahead by three, I believe, but uh-huh. um, yeah, these questions are so These are worth 10, question, 10 each. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. 10 gold <laughs> doubloons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a piece of eight, eight pieces of eight. That's, that's right. right. So, with a thirty-three percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes oh, as of wow. twenty twenty-three, this movie is the third worst reviewed movie to gross to gross over a billion dollars worldwide. This movie made a billion dollars <laughs> worldwide, oh, over a billion. There's no um, justice. Can you wow. name the other two movies that? Uh, so can you name the movies that had a worse approval rating than 33% that made over a billion dollars worldwide? Yeah. So Suicide Squad doesn't get that high. That's like 800 million. I'll give you a hint. Um, one of these movies we did talk about on this podcast, the other movie, I can't remember if we talked about it specifically or just the franchise in general kind of thing. But we've definitely mentioned. I know. I know you guys have seen it. So. Oh, a billion, a billion, a billion. Oh, well, it's not BVS or Justice League because those also do not clear a billion. Is it Rise of Skywalker. Um, no. Could it be? I was gonna say, is no. it a Star Wars? Did they bomb it? Like review bomb it? Oh no. Okay. Not a yeah, Star Wars. I would never but think some other big 32. franchises. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, maybe have uh, some bad install. Dark of the Moon? A Fast and the Furious? Not Fast and the Furious. I will say one of them Mike. is Transformers Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it made, and over, made a over a billion. Wow. One more. There's one more. It's uh, a newer it, movie. It's a huge franchise. I'll say, I'll say this real quick. I'll yeah. pay you $10,000 if you can tell me anything that happens in Age of Extinction, a movie we covered <laughs> oh, on this man. podcast. Mark Wahlberg. Well, I know the, the, uh, lady. the dinosaur <laughs> robots are in that one, right? Yeah. I, that I might that. be the last night. I'm not positive. Oh, you're right. That is yeah. the last night. No, because it's extinction, you know, dinosaurs. I think. I'm still not positive <laughs> they are. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, John, John Goodman robot smokes a cigar. Um, football like football in China. Yet, <laughs> football in China. He finds a random football and throws it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So what, um, what's our last bad one? So this is like kind of recent. I think huge franchise, newer movie. I mean, most Avatar, recent those one are in the franchise. Well. Yeah, um, fast, fast X or something? Not fast. No, 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 I said fast. Another big um, franchise we haven't touched oh, on oh, yet. Oh, oh but, the uh, Harry yeah. Potter, bad Harry Potter movie, one of the sequels. No, not Harry Potter. Is it? It's like not an superhero. I mean, it's like a Marvel. No, oh, it's not a no Marvel. superheroes, no Fast Furious, no Harry Potter, no Star Wars. But it's a big franchise. Yeah, it's a movie that I know you've seen and did not like. I believe. <laughs> It's not a Lord of the Rings. It's not nope. a. There's one big franchise we're missing. Is it oh. Divergent? No. <laughs> wait, wait, None of those. No. Hunger Games? Damn it! No, no. Why are we no. so bad at this? Uh, <laughs> um, what I'm gonna when I say it, you're gonna kick yourselves for not thinking of it. The most recent Matrix did not make a billion dollars, no. but people no. hated that. No. It's not Avatar. Way of no. Water is not it. No, lower people like ratings. those. Exactly. No, yeah. people like those. A new franchise. Yeah. Anytime a movie in this franchise comes out, it makes a lot of money, but they haven't been good since maybe the first one. Pirates. Um, Halloween? <laughs> no. No, no. It's got a guy named Crisp Rat in it. Crisp Rat. Oh, Mario? Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, Jurassic, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, my God. Is what a forgettable <laughs> franchise. Those made a billion dollars. Yeah, all the Jurassic World movies, when they came out, they make a ton of money, but they just, you know, they're People doing too well. Foreign yeah, market loves it, though. Terrible. That has Overseas. a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it made over a billion dollars worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. So there you go. <laughs> is it speed, isn't it Neil Blomkamp? Who's a, or it's Gareth Edwards who's about to take over that franchise they just mm-hmm. said, right? I'm not sure. Well, Maybe. he does monsters, Godzilla, tie in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would right, make sense. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. The three worst movies to make over a billion dollars. This movie, Transformers Age of Extinction, and Jurassic World Dominion. So what, a, what, what is your favorite out of those three? What would you prefer to oh, watch boy. out of those? I think this movie is better than those other two movies I by a little bit. I would maybe agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I would rather watch this movie again than just because you remember it. Because again, I can't remember Age of Extinction, (laughs) and it's it's all three of those Jurassic Worlds made a billion dollars. Dominion. Well, I think they all did. Dominion is the worst reviewed. That's is that the Horror House one? That's the third. I wish that's falling. Oh, that's the the third one. Yeah, yeah, the most recent one. Wow, I don't even remember the plot. Oh yeah, that's when they go to like the bugs, the bugs, they ride motorcycles and stuff, and getting chased the by raptors in like Morocco. Yeah. The cicadas, the locusts. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's about Monsanto, the locusts, yeah. and they bring back like, Sam Neill and Lauren Dern evil, for no reason. 
black colored raptor deserves to be the one where they make a billion dollars. The raptor that plays the camera is the best. I think they all did make over a billion. It's just this one is the worst reviewed out of those. It's the only one under 33%. So, I mean, they should all be under 33%. (laughs) That's terrible. I might pick, no, Extinction is, no, I would rather watch this. Okay, fine. I admit it. So that's yeah. that question. So last one, and this is another one that has two answers that you got to try to guess, okay? Okay. So now you said Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz have no chemistry in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. But it might surprise you to learn that they've been in two other movies together. Yes, okay. I do know this. I don't. Can know you name either of those movies? Blow. Yes, Blow okay. 2001. Um, and one since this movie that they've been in that huh. you might not think of. Is the Rum Diaries after this? Is she in the Rum Diaries? I don't think so. Or I don't, I don't think know, she, she's not in that. You got a That's where he pass. meets Amber Heard, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, boy. I can tell you if you can't guess. It was came out in 2017. I'll tell you that. Well, what's What are Big Johnny movies that came out in 2017? Because he's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's not in she's not in a swing top like 2014. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not playing a Native American. I'm afraid to no, God. I can't look up. They, um, he did like oh, a bad um cyberpunk oh. one. We plugs I think I've got shit. it. You know it? Oh yes, is transference. What the hell is it? Trans what the hell is that it's one called Mike or something? Okay. Yeah, that. yeah, that's that's crazy. Is it the Murder on the Orient Express? Is she in that? Yes, is she oh, Murder really? on the Orient Express, directed by wow. the first of the Hercule Poirot movies that he's made. Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, those. But that's, I mean, that is almost his last swing at being a movie star. Don't you guys think? Yeah, sure. This big on and he plays I mean, the guy yeah, what he's done recently, yes. Yeah. Yep. It's hard yeah, to remember because those had those those Honey. movies have such a big like ensemble yeah. cast. Like, yeah, you're right. those. And and Judy yeah. Dench was in that one as well. So there you go. Yeah, Michelle Dang. Pfeiffer. That one's got a great cast. Daisy Ridley, our favorite actress, who's in a bunch of movies that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Gal Gadot in the second one says, "There's more champagne. Enough champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> fill the Nile." See, Jacob, you yeah. said it all too fast because that is not mm-hmm. how you right, said right. it. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> he says it as the cue cards are being lifted of what her next line is. Right. That's right. I still need to see the the haunting in Venice, which I same. I have not seen. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Supposedly, my father yeah. really enjoyed it. That's the only one I've seen. I didn't the know second one. That's wild, Mike. The not, yeah, Death on the Nile is really bad. I think. Now this one and, was fun. I watched it first, October. If you remember, listeners. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, I have a fun fact. By the, by the way, Colin won, even giving ourselves credit for the double pointers. <laughs> Colin won, it looks like, eight, no, nine to wow. five. So well, He got that last questions. question, yep. too. Um, but my fun fact is, at the time of its release, this was the most expensive movie ever made. Yes. So there you go. Just, and it was still was the third. Um, uh, it was the third. I think all the Pirates movies... You know, were the most were among the most expensive of their yep. time, right? But this was also the third highest grossing movie of 2011. So even though it was somewhat of a failure critically, it still made a lot of money. And that's all we care about at the end of the day, anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, which is why they made a fifth one, right? So, what were the other three that were above it? Do you know? Mm, no, that's a good question. 
2011 highest grossing films. Let me look. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm trying to think of any movies that were even released in 2011, and I cannot pull a single one. You know what, Jacob? No, because we were going to the movies at this time. Is this when we saw like Coraline? And is Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland a huge grosser this year? I have to wonder. Is Johnny Depp pulling double duty? Well, I can tell you. So this was the third highest grossing movie of the year. The other two are big franchises. Once again, we have a Transformers, Dark of the Moon at number two, and a Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows Part Two, is the highest grossing movie of 2000. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, number four. Interesting year. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's all, I mean, yeah. The highest grossing movies are usually these big. These big franchise movies, right? Things that have international appeal to all that. Yeah. Which is why it's not when something like an Oppenheimer this year kind of sneaks into like the highest grossing movies of all time of the year. It's like pretty surprising, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Being true event. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or Barbie. But I mean, that could be the first movie in a franchise, most likely. It's still an IP, you know. Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer. franchise. I, w- I don't think there's going to be an Oppenheimer 2, but that would be no. kind of funny if there was. <laughs> make the Bergen. Niels Bohr movie or something. Another physicist biopic. That one would be too boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack him. Quaid playing bongos. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, All right. Well, that we, was... Uh, yeah, go ahead. On, on Quizzer Tides. Um, yes. Playing. Let's leave these cursed waters and head over to our final thoughts now and wrap things up talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. We're back here on Normies Like Us. We're wrapping things up, talking Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. Giving our final thoughts here. Now, in our last segment, we were just right at the end there talking about some other movies at this time. A little bit of crossover. I mean, we said there's some Harry Potter actors in this, you know, Transformers movies we were talking to. Yeah. Those films, the Harry Potter ones in in the most and of course because we covered them in our expansive uh coverage here on this podcast mm-hmm. in our long form series like this transformers as well worth noting yep but when those movies are letting me down it's so different where the harry potter movies i'm just getting annoyed by where i'm like ah, this isn't like my favorite one Meanwhile, when i'm actively watching this movie i'm like how have you made every decision on the planet to not embrace the things that I like about this franchise, which is like goofy skeletons holding swords and doing like spooky battles with each other, you know, just like fun, whimsical action and stuff. This movie has none of that. Yeah. What a bummer that is. No, like I I said, I think, um, I think it has the elements that you could have made a good movie like that out of like i think the fountain of youth and blackbeard could have still been in the movie and you could have made it good um but this just the execution is not there and it seems like you know everyone's kind of just going through the motions and be like well we got to make another one of these pirate movies so whatever and it just feels kind of half-assed yep half-baked if it were we keep saying it's undercooked yeah that's right when you're like when you're putting deadlines and stuff ahead of the product or whatever, which I'm sure they did on this film because we talked about how expensive it was. The fact that mm-hmm. this is a, a tentpole franchise that they want to revive it. When you're making those mistakes and you're going like, 
we're not going to be able to get Gore Verbinski on this one because of timing issues or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. let's say he, let's say he truly, genuinely wanted to do it, but couldn't for whatever reason. That is where you need to say as creatives, and even Johnny Depp as an executive producer, which I would imagine he was on this film, to say, then we wait. Because yeah. this genre that mm-hmm. was dead for a thousand years in Hollywood mm-hmm. until we figured out the mercurial equation to make it work three times, that is that can go away. So mm-hmm. let's be very careful here on trying to recreate this chemistry. Let's not be willy-nilly and maybe just get Rob Marshall because he was up for some Academy Awards for Memoirs of a Geisha. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is going to apply here. And again, like I'm like you could argue and say, like, well, Colin, they need different creative forces. Or well, don't you think it's time that like you need fresh blood, a different director to come in? I do a lot of the time. When you have your machine down to precision, like in the Marvel bullshit now, where it's like Kevin Feige's making those movies. It doesn't matter what fucking creative director you have, at least you have somebody steering the ship. Mm-hmm. This, it sounds like no one was steering the ship. And the person they got to steer the ship didn't have the ability. He was not equipped to yeah. do it. And it's a weird choice. Here too. Right. Yes. Johnny has a lot of creative control. Rob Marshall is a weird choice. You know, Chicago in Memoirs of a Geisha to a big blockbuster action adventure movie is kind of a stretch. He hasn't really done anything like this since. I mean, like I said, he stuck, sticks mostly to musicals. I mean, The Little Mermaid just last year, I even guess, did well. But, like this, but that is yeah, not a right. movie that is like this movie, no. even, even with the similar you know, no. flourishes. I'm surprised there was no like musical number in this movie. Considering yeah, I am too. <laughs> Give us a pirate shanty, yeah. a real one, a whole yeah. little boat yeah. song. Um, I also think, I do think the cameras might attribute like the bit because he had to shoot 3d like this is a mandate because 3d was all the rage so like he has oh, to sure. do all these concessions he probably never shot in 3d big ass cameras but um, what yeah. what popped in this movie mike where is where was there a big when you 3D point the sword to drive like, the ship okay. that's right and the you're one i was literally about stuff. to say where is yeah. the thing where it goes, hand it's over there but you're right they do do that <laughs> yeah i didn't think about the 3d-ness of it all but yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's so wild i hated that era I'm glad it's dead. Well, it'll be interesting to talk next month about um, the next movie because the directors they get for that one, Joaquin Roenig and Espen Sandberg, two, two Swedish Norwegian guys, guys, I think, right? Norwegian, Norwegian guys, okay. Who really have not done too much other than, or maybe have not directed a movie since that. So I'm not sure. Yeah. And they did a short or something that they got picked up. Because I remember the news when it was like, we finally figured it out. These two like (laughs) brothers or friends are going to make this movie. Yeah. What? They directed the movie Contiki, uh, which is uh, a movie that was nominated for Oscars and stuff. Is it about boats? (laughs) Doesn't seem like it. Pirates? Okay. It was nominated for Best uh, Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. Okay, I'm not sure what it's about to be honest. Me neither. From looking at it for two seconds, well, these guys there's a boat on the there's a boat on the poster. So, (laughs) Um, but since like they've literally not directed a movie since then, they directed an episode of that Marco Polo show or two episodes of that. Okay, there you go. 
Uh, <laughs> is about a Norwegian adventurer. Uh, whatever, whatever. Named Jack he, Sparrow? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was scared of swimming, but decided to go ahead and sail some seas or whatever. Anyway, they had a boat. Oh, sure. Yeah. I so like, let's get these guys for the fifth Pirates movie. I seems guess. like that's about all the producers are putting together is they made a movie with a boat. In it. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that life a pie person? Let's go. Um, I have my, my question I have is a random question. Then I have a little shout out. Mm. Um, why have we had anybody with a hook hand yet? And why no. not? We got right. well, the first peg leg Jack, guy in this movie. Well, that's wild. But right. Jack uses a hook to threaten uh, Angelica's throat. He, he says, I'll, I'll kill you at one point. He's holding a hook. But we don't no. get a hook hand, a classic Captain <laughs> no. Hook. No. Which again, no. do you think Disney would ever cross over the Captain Hook character? We already have supernatural sure. shit. Could sure, I wouldn't mind. Peter it. Pan X X pirates be a thing. Could they do it? We've had so yeah. many variations of Peter Pan too. Like, could they get Hugh Jack Hugh Jackman play well, Captain Hook again, at one point? Right, Jacob taught us Johnny Depp nominated for playing J M Barry, writer of Peter That's Pan. True, yeah, Finding, Finding Neverland. Neverland. Yeah. Right, and then um, wild connection there. We we have mermaids and Peter Pan too. It could be the same. It's, yeah. It could be the same universe. Just get Captain Hook in here. I don't know. Yeah, think about. Well, we it, got Disney. Tiger Lily. She's she's a little lone <laughs> rangery. So let's stay away from oh, all yeah. that. Right. Well, we got the right. Yeah. Now we have the right casting directors in place. We've worked on this for ten years, sensitivity right, training, yeah. and all that. It is wild to think that Johnny Depp played a Native American in Lone Ranger in yeah. like 2012 or something. After this movie. Yeah, I think oh, so. Man. Yeah, I think remember who was also in it? and he was like, no, yeah. well, no, exactly. He the human. Yeah, Army Hammer, the the cannibal who's been since canceled because he, I guess, has a fetish for eating. Well, and a cannibal <laughs> baker too, Helena Bonham Carter from Sweeney Todd. Wow, oh, wow, wow. Dang, all coming together. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders. Um, so I don't know. Peter Pan crossover. Do it. Uh, I don't think yeah. we ever directly highlighted. Maybe we mentioned it briefly, but the s- score of these movies is very, very good. Like that, I think just to underline that. Yeah, sure, but all the music is kicks really in, good. Great. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like when the themes like that's one of the great themes. Yeah, yeah. But that's also just from the better earlier movies. Sure. Yeah, but like it's it still hits. But I wanted to shout out in this one. They have Rodrigo and Gabriela. I don't know if you guys know them, but they're like a flamenco new wave. Kind of yeah, I know that guitarist. Oh, cool. and I just know some of their music, and I saw them credited. I'm like, oh, well, shout That's out, cool. Rodrigo and Gabriela. Yeah. So anyway, check them out if you like flamenco and Spanish guitar and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't think of any of the score that was original for this movie that stood out to me at all. But yeah, I agree that the I do like the pirates' classic themes that that mm-hmm. kick in. Just generally, yeah, the music is good. Yeah, this. even if everything else is bad, the music slaps. Even if it's just themes from earlier ones. Absolutely. Nothing but the hits. Well, mm-hmm. hope you guys are looking forward to next month, wrapping up our pirates. Uh, I'm kind of not. <laughs> I'm really yeah. regretting it. It now really makes sense to me why I never really returned to this franchise. Sure. There's no reason to watch beyond the third movie. And even that I said, like, I really just like the first movie and I can just leave it at that. Really? Like, I don't feel the need to really rewatch two and three either. So nope. Yeah, I I would watch two because I think Davy Jones is cool. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much it. I, I wouldn't need three. But anyway, we'll fit, we'll see how we feel about that after the last one next month, maybe. That's but, right. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I think that's a wrap on um, 
Stranger Tides. On Stranger Tides. Would you guys fuck a mermaid? No, never. <laughs> well, top half fish or bottom half fish? Top, that's the question. Well, that's if the it's bottom half the fish, I'm where... still in. I will figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then she eats uh, you. I'm out. She was trying to yeah, seduce she's you. She's a praying mantis. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Pulls yeah. me underdog. Yeah. I don't care. But if you know what they say, at the end of his life, he fucked a mermaid. That's good enough for me. You know, Marika. Yeah, so Captain Colin goes Serena. Serena. Yeah. Oh man. I All right, Normie as well. Yeah, we hope you're kind Should of limping along too here. Uh, mm-hmm. We apologize if, if I you feel like I have a peg leg. Instead. Why did I see this? Yeah, yeah, we're peg peg legging along here. We might um, be surprised. I don't know if the fifth one might be really good and really yes. surprise us all. And if you liked this one, and if you like other ones in the franchise, if you like the fifth one, reach out, let us know at normies underscore like underscore us. We're on mm-hmm. this journey together, and I think we'll be excited to figure that out. So absolutely, yeah. quite a journey indeed. And stay Watch tuned us on for YouTube. more great episodes of Normie like Normies like us. Check us out on YouTube to see our beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say what it is next week. We're going to no, be doing yeah. the new Dune. We're going to do Dune Part 2. Dune Part mm-hmm. 2, the big Electric movie that comes Google. out this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Spoilers, get ready into a it. book that's 40 years old. Well, there <laughs> is. Right. There's a there's Salazar. He's getting his revenge in that movie. He's getting his revenge. <laughs> there we go. Cool. But yeah, Dune, very excited about it. Got our popcorn buckets uh, ready to go. Have you guys that's seen right. these weird Josh, Bol- Josh Brolin tweet poems that yeah, he does? He makes poems for his young he co-stars, t- Timothy Mike, Chalamet. Mike, no. he did one to Javier Bardem, who of course played Shigur, you know, Anton oh, Shigur, yes. that, that famous film where he kills no Jake Brolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Josh Brolin. And Josh yeah. Brolin says, Shigur still hates the kids from Goonies. It's what he says because he wow. refers himself as the kid from Goonies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you need to look ridiculous. at look wow. up the poem that he wrote for Timothy Chalamet. It's very strange because it's a much older man writing this poem for his young co-star. Well, the one he wrote for Florence <laughs> Pugh, where he's like, She is Marilyn Monroe. You're like, what are you talking about? But the we Timothy Chalamet a- one, you gotta read it. It's it's Truly strange, but I'm hey, yeah. he seems like he seems like a good guy. So I'm not seems like a, just a dad. <laughs> just seems like a normal yeah. dad. So I believe yeah. his girlfriend is maybe younger than us, ten years younger yeah. than us. But okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, that's all right, all let's get out of here. <laughs> We've been your host. This is uh, enough pirate talk with uh, Admiral Colin Barbosa. Mike Nedion. Oh, and this is the fearsome and legendary Cobb Beard. All right. <laughs> Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Down. <laughs> oh, no. ah! All right, swab the deck. Bye. Bye. See ya. My name is Gandalf the Grey. And I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.